Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Speak On It podcast. I am your host, Big Mike. It has been a, another long week in sports. Uh, but you know, and we're here to talk about it, but you know I'm not alone. You know I got the gang with me, bringing a podcast, Poppy the Mad Producer. All is well. All is right. Can't wait. Got my man Anthony in the building. You know how we do. Nobody's on deck. It's winter season, guys. <laughs> I <But>. with bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay attention to this guy. Pay attention to your name. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way from his mountaintop celebrating an uh, unbelievable jet victory. Mr. Ross is in the building. Facts and stats is here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Watch Celebration. Clearly, you're a sports fan. You've been following us. You know who Anthony, who Roz and Dylan's favorite team is. Maybe Anthony soon. If you watched, you know last week was all doom and gloom. The worst loss in Jets history. It's Zach Wilson's gotta go. (laughs) All the jokes. And what do they do? They turn around and beat the number one team in the AFC. As I predicted. As Anthony predicted. You predict it, but like you, you do it as like a backhanded compliment. There is always a but. Because you always predicted something, but then you're like, but then you're, you're going to get smashed. Did you, did you not see Roz in the chat give me my credit? But Dylan always had to throw something. No, 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 no. You're not doing that to me. You're not doing that to me, Anthony. I absolutely. No, no, no. no. I was the first one. I was the first one. You are not doing that to me. The second then, 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 that clock hit zero, I said, I'm sorry. What was, what was your comment after that, Dylan? Would you would you like me to recite that comment? Was it or I'm the, sorry, the, but the Raiders still suck? <laughs> yes, the Raiders blew a twenty point lead and they still suck. Huh? Facts and stats. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Definitely I, facts and stats. I, hold on, hold on. I made a bet before the beginning of this year how the Jets would fare in the division. And so far, three games into the division, that bet is still alive. It is. I, that is. I said they were going to split with the Bills sweep the Dolphins, and get swept by the Patriots. So far, that bet is still alive with Good three more games to go. one more game against each team. You guys will get blasted in New England. Define blast I, so I can hold you uh, accountable for it. You guys will get There's enough guys, on that team already. There's enough on You guys will get blasted. You guys will definitely get blasted in Buffalo. The Miami game is the only one I'm not sure you guys. But that's crazy to me. Off. That's what's right there is crazy to me. Like, I, What I makes you think you guys are going to go to Buffalo and win? The fact that we just beat Buffalo at home. Do you really think that matters, Anthony? Yes, it does. Bills have one of the best. Bills have one of the best home fields in the NFL. They have a great home field. They have one of the best fan bases ever. But it it's it's styles make fights, Anthony. Styles make fights. We saw it two times on Sunday that styles make fights. You have to play specific type of football to beat these two teams. The Bills' defense is designed to beat the Chiefs. 
and vice versa. They are designed to stop high-flying offenses, and every team that they faced so far this year has tried to nickel and dime them to death through the passing game. And the same thing with the Chiefs. Everybody who's played the Chiefs has tried to beat them with the arm. Except you guys were running through them with uh, Jacobs the first half, and then you just stopped. Well, we beat them with our arm, too. We were hitting some deep passes. Don't act like Adams didn't have a big game. I'm not saying Adams didn't have a big game, but the recipe was to ball control them and play defense, and you stopped doing the ball control part. Well, the defense was never there to begin with. But you get a lead, and then the next time you get the ball, you you just run the clock out. Tennessee was in a game with a quarterback who couldn't complete a pass because they just ran the ball down the throat and sold out the pass. And still almost won the game. And still almost won. The Jets did not worry about the run game with the Bills at all. They sold out the pass. Besides one play where Diggs got 40 yards and not a single catch. I think that was it after that. He had, had, uh, what, 90 yards the whole game. After this, 93 93 in the first half. He caught 40 on one corner, 40 on the other. And then the second half, he got nothing at all. The Jets sold out in the past because the Bills don't run the football. The Bills' run, run best running back is Josh Allen. And it's not for lack of effort, too. They they drafted Cook. They traded for Hines. They Singletary's not a bum. They just don't run the ball. It just they just we don't for some reason I don't know what it is because they, they're copycat league. Because it's here's the, thing. the Chiefs. It is, but it's also like you would think they'd be running the tables. Offense and leftover from you know at least the Henry offense leftover, and you look at what Dable's doing in, in New York. Uh, well, he's using the running back, and all <laughs> they do it seems like is run the ball. Like they run, they they would run Saquon for fifty times if they could, you know. If it, you know what I'm saying, but so yeah, definitely gonna do it this quite, week. Yeah, I know. I I don't I don't quite get what's going on. I think um it's a huge win. It's a huge win because. It sets up some interesting implications for the AFC period, right? Um, you have the Jets currently at the five seed, and that's kind of that's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, Jets it would be a natural for playoff starting. It's like they're just in the playoffs. Can't they're, wait. They're, the, they're the number five seed <laughs> with the potential to, you know, like possibly be in, you know, depending on how you know good they go and the run they go on, they can end up as high as the two seed depending on how, you know, this Josh Allen thing is managed with his injury, you know, like if Josh yeah, Allen, is, yeah, if Josh Allen is limited, then it runs through New York and it runs through Miami. If it's the AFC simple. East is a complete toss up. It's a toss up. So wait, so you guys think you're as good as Miami? I think we're as good as any team in football at this point. I, I didn't ask that. I said, are, do you guys think you're as good as Miami? I well, think, we, you yeah, know, yes, I do. It's I do really, think we're as good as Miami. So I hope you're not basing it off that fluke win. No, no I'm no, not no. off a of fluke win. You well, play who's in front win. of you. What are you we, doing? We scored 40 points on Miami. So here's, here's Tua, the Tua Miami. doesn't play defense, Anthony. Yeah, that's and that the was their problem. But he definitely does contribute to the offense. He does. He does. does. A lot. That, but Tua a lot. didn't stop Brees Hall from having 200 yards from scrimmage. <laughs> he definitely yeah. didn't. Don't nobody have to worry about Brees Hall the second time around. I'll tell you that. We were taking low blows. Doesn't know how to worry about the Raiders. Shut up. <laughs> so, the way this is going to work out, I think, is the Jets are definitely they like like 
like like Dylan said, it's a toss up. Um, at this point, there's only two divisions in football with teams that are either at 500 or above across the board. Sorry, everybody else, your division either is terrible or, you know, like your division winner is just skating like right now with very little comp. Um, but the AFC East and NFC, surprisingly, the two team, the two divisions where everyone was thinking like probably contained one three or four <laughs> worst teams in, in football actually is flipped. They contain probably, I would say, almost all of them outside of maybe like the commanders. The commanders are about to flip. I mean, but they'll push. They'll make a push. But the commanders. They get push. Chase Young back. Oh my the, god! Yeah. The commander Chase Young is and... a difference maker, and I don't want to because he plays he plays offense too, right? No, but he puts that that offense in a good spot to do a real what? good spot <laughs> to do what to get three <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> and all you need is a couple of little stops that can put your offense in this position to just put not, not when you have to deal with fucking Dallas and Philly. <laughs> no, no, no. But again, you can still win your other games, and that's all you have to do. You can make a legitimate case that seven out of the eight teams have chances to make the playoffs, even though that's seven from each division, basically. Seven out of the eight teams in those two divisions are going to be down probably to the wire when it comes to their respective playoff seedings and playoff spots. And that's madness. Because, like, how do you deal with that um, as far as, like, you know, you get that means that you get anybody. It seems like from the AFC West, which we thought was going to be the most dynamic division in all of the football. The AFC East is what we thought the AFC West was going to be. AFC West is a dumpster fire. <laughs> Absolute dumpster fire. I'll everybody in that division, all their head coaches no, are well, going to be on the, the, the Chargers. I wouldn't say the Chargers. They are the no, Chargers, Chargers got fighting them. They got the Chargers, fight in the Chargers are hurt. That's the Chargers are in the bad shape. They're in bad. Spot. But the, but they're still toughing through at five and three. You know? I mean, they have no choice, right? And Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer stepping up. I would know. I I picked him up this week. Yeah, but but the thing about Josh Palmer is the thing about Josh Palmer is is you know if they face any type of adversity in form in form of any decent defense, forty nine this week. Finished. The Chargers are finished. They they caved. They, we've seen it all year. They, oh yeah, I, I, I took. A, I'm benching him this week. They're at the forty nine. I'm not stuck. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Yeah, no. <laughs> <I just laughs> absolutely not. With the injuries that the Chargers have and the wide receivers not being fast. I well, they said they they said they might get Allen back. Might it's like 50-50. The problem is. Justin Herbert doesn't have any speed at wide receiver. He has these really good route runners in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who's a big body, but he has no speed for these explosive plays that we're used to seeing out of Justin Herbert. And you know what that means? That means another 30 points in fantasy this week for Austin. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. fine. (laughs) So, so, I mean, like you guys did allude to something earlier about, you know, I think those said Chase Young is coming back. Here's where the Buffalo situation comes in for me is that that's going to be a completely different team come December 11th, right? You're talking about all their pieces come back and Maybe all the things that they set up. Trey White's going to be back. Poyer's going to be healthy. You know, Hyde's going to be there. You know, like, I mean, Rousseau got injured. He's in a high ankle sprain. I mean, that is a loss. He's like second in sacks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all the pieces that were meant for the Chiefs, right, are they'll, they'll be in place. They'll be in place. But the problem is, is 
depending on how Buffalo actually falls and manages this, this Josh Allen situation, they may actually end up facing the Chiefs if they really if they really fall down and slide. They may end up facing the Chiefs in the first round, and then, you know, like something that was probably expected towards the end. Now that also flips the AFC on top of mm-hmm. its head. So I mean, like, if the problem is, is you have to be able to run the ball on the Jets. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the thing you have to do to beat the Jets. You have to be able to run the ball. Nick Chubb completely blasted us, you know, and was killing us with that. Right, we end up coming back. Yeah. That should have been something that they shouldn't have gone out and 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 you know whatever, you know New England. Stevenson had his long runs and you know he was running the ball pretty hard. That's another loss that's there. Every team that we've lost to has been able to run the ball on us some way effectively because you can't pass the ball on the Jets. You know you can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And that's what's hilarious to me. If we're gonna let Sauce and uh, what you call it get away with these pass interferences, well, no, 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 no. He fully extended say, his arm. Let's say that, that that was pass interference. How many of the calls that have gone against the Jets this entire year? And oh gosh, so now we're doing that. Now? No, 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 no. Because over the course of all the pass interference calls and terrible pass interference calls that have gone across the league, period, we've seen some terrible calls by the referees across the entire league. Sometimes within the same type of time span. Because I feel like I have to go to red zone. And I'm like flipping through, and all of a sudden I see some guy get a phantom rough in the passer penalty. I see someone getting a phantom hold call. I've seen a phantom hands to the face call. I've seen a bunch of terrible non calls and PI <laughs> calls. And we're gonna harp on Josh Allen throwing a bomb for an incredible pass, at the end of the, the game in prevent defense. In prevent defense, by the way, which happens all the time when they throw up a bomb, right? How many you think of those bombs that happen when they throw it at the end of the game into the end zone? You think no one is grabbing anyone or mugging anyone during those jump balls? Of course they are, but it's you know it's just like that happens. The like, refs let them play through. the the refs The refs have been letting Sauce and his wide receiver matchups be physical all year. They have not called it at all have, because they're both fighting. Yeah, I think that, you, you can't make that call. Respect. That's why I think mad because the Jets are getting. They a little a bit. Superstar who's getting a little bit of superstar cooking, like Jalen Ramsey. Gets. The Cortland Sutton like, one was absolutely more pass interference because he absolutely pulled the back <laughs> of his shoulder pads on that last play. <laughs> that Gabe one, he didn't grab anything. He just had his hand on him. There was no clasping on it, right? So that's clean to go. They're fighting. They have hand fighting. Gabe Davis does a full extend on that play. If anybody got pass interference, it's that. But I'm glad they didn't call it because I like. You can't make that one play. You don't call a pass. You don't call a defensive penalty. Really, all game there was three penalties that whole game. Mm-hmm. And you're going to come on the last play of the game to call a yeah, penalty. I well, listen. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay because I'm glad that we're talking about. 
our superstar. It's not like Sauce Gardner's doing what the Tennessee Titans defenders were doing on those two point conversions where they were <laughs> suplexing players. <laughs> like it's not egregious here. Like they're playing physical. Let them go to work. But like this, we're we're getting to the point where we go when we circle back. Right, we circle back to the beginning of the season when me and Roz are sitting here week one and saying, "Hey, there's young talent on this team." And Mike's like, "I don't see it. I don't see it." <laughs> It's the greatest draft in, in franchise history. I don't see. We oh, have oh. we have the offensive rookie of the year for through the first what seven games before or six yeah, seven games before he gets hurt. Mike, you can't even say he hasn't been because the guy who's literally second in rushing I yards did. or second in, in yardage from scrimmage as of right now is still Brees Hall and he hasn't played in three weeks. Uh-huh. So like he you was, can't say he wasn't he that. But he had one really really breakout game. no he had three in a row actually he had a bunch of them actually he had, he had, he had three a, in a row he had that dolphins game where he had 200 yards from scrimmage the broncos game he's about to go crazy the broncos game he had two carries for 80 yards <laughs> and then he tore his eight or no four carries for 80 yards and then he tore his acl mm-hmm. so like he was on pace to keep it going you have right now again say what you want about defensive rookie of the year it's done. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be close. I think th- that's done. That's I'm locking that. It's done. No, no. Like I thought it was over three weeks ago, but after watching what they did to Stephon Diggs, maybe that nobody was doing to Stephon Diggs. Like he, Sauce has a resume. Like he yeah. has a resume you cannot deny. But Woolen is Woolen is really Woolen's playing really mind. well, Long but his mind. resume does does not meet Sauce's. He has stats. He has great stats. Sauce also has stats, and he has a resume. <laughs> No, but it's the it's the Woodson versus Revis thing, right? Like, which one is valued more, the interceptions and the turnovers, or the game winning plays and the resume? <laughs> but, but you know, Revis had basically, I think, or the guy had not going over to. Him. Yeah, oh, like, he, he well, well, Sauce has guys that. trying him. That's the difference. I mean, we'll I see. I, 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 yeah, I just say it's I not just like trying him more, more. Up to me now because they keep and they're going to keep trying him. It looks like and Salah's out there just like keep trying him. Kid's good. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no other choice, right? Because yeah. literally now the schedule shifted towards. I want to see him against Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like it's that, that's gonna be a good prolific, match. prolific offenses. I was trying to tell. I remember I was mentioning to you guys like, now that the season's kind of shaping up and the talent's starting to rise and the cream of the crop is starting to come up, this is a very difficult schedule. The strength mm-hmm. of the strength of the strength of schedule for this. Jets, this Jets 2022 team is going to look way different than we even expected by the time it rolls around. We're like week week 10 because Justin Fields is getting better. They are adding, they added talent. You know, the the Lions, right? Ah. There's rumblings of going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not we sure may, about we that. May, we may or may not, right? That's a trap game. It's a trap game, right? We may or may not, right, get the best of game, but they have talent too. Swift will get his chance to come back. He's kind of recovering. There's rumblings within Detroit about how great Jamison Williams looks, and he might be back a lot earlier. He than may not even expected. play, though. That's yeah, he thing. may not play that game, but that Lions team is also might have a chance to look better and look completely different by the end of this year. Um, but their offense is prolific. Like, it's whether Goff decides to be Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. It's golf and it's the defenses that they've been playing. Yeah. 
It's the and defenses Swift, that they've been playing because Swift man, is also pretty awesome. Swift, Swift is, is really awesome. good, he but can the run Lions the have put up prolific numbers against defenses that haven't been great. Jamal Williams can run the ball, and if he there's going to be a way for them to beat the Jets, they can. They have the tools to run the ball. It's just they have to do that. They have because to do if that. it gets to a point where it's like, hey, Sun Goddess has to beat us by his on himself. Like, what are you yeah, going to do? Gonna be rough. Right. And because they don't, it's not they have Hawkinson anymore. Yep. And tight end, it's quarterbacks who move and tight ends that kill us in the so, pass game. So it's like you took away you that. Line, you line that up, and like I said, Kirk Cousins can't move, but the Vikings should be a. The Vikings is a winnable game. It's a winnable game, but they run the football. But they run the football. So I will. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is up there. Sheldon Rankins is a huge loss. I think people don't understand how much of an amazing player he's been this year after all the stuff that he was going through. I think he was one of the top-rated PFF players this week. He had, like, a 94 Mm -hmm. rating, like, in, like, talking about all the players. He's got for four to six weeks. But the, the the good thing about it is we have depth. And it's just more reps for guys that will get a chance, like Clemens, like maybe kick JFM inside. The problem is, is I don't think JFM is as much of as much of a run defender as Rankins is. Well, it um, depends on what they're using because they've been using JFM on uh, the edge on what the three four sets. Mm-hmm. You kick him, kick him inside. You put Clemens yeah. in there, and then I think that's the move you have to make there on passing situations. Obviously, JFM's already on the inside, and then you. You use more Huff and uh, JJ. Uh-huh. Yeah, the next two games is going to be the litmus test for me, right? Um, not only is it they have a chance to reach my vaunted seven-win threshold, and then it's like <laughs> I'm activated. Uh, but I think these two coming up outside of the Buffalo one are going to be the two hard, the two hardest stretch of games. These this is going to be the long, the hardest stretch of games that they're going to face. Right now, in front of us, potentially down the road, depending on how Fields is, we can, we can argue whatever. But right now, you have the Vikings and you have you know the Patriots coming up. And honestly, if they happen to even split that, I mean, if word on the street well, is well, that you, Jet Viking game is a possible flex. It has flex for, for Sunday night it. football. Well, you well you guys are at New England, home against the Bears, at the Vikings, and then at the Bills right after. Jets could be on TV both weeks. Right? Yeah. That yeah. Game. As I said, the Patriots game is going to be the one, right? If they go in there. Yeah. Oh, we have to. We have to. The worst thing, I think the worst thing for, for the Patriots is the fact that we just beat Buffalo and we have a bye week and they all are hurt by that Patriot loss. They all took that loss fucking personally. So if they, the fan base took the personal, you got to take the fan base out. It's it's the players now. The players have gotten their first Belichick loss. Yeah, the it's young how guy. you respond. It's how you fucking respond. And if you go in there and you get the Zach Wilson you got in Buffalo in New England, they don't lose. But it's just are they gonna design the game for Zach to throw forty times again? Because it's like you're not gonna win doing that. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Because um, it's this is not it's this going to be I think this is like I know Buffalo is a super hard game I just think the implications when Buffalo are there it's it's too much of a toss up but this right here in front of us you're talking about getting to seven and three and another division game 
and possibly literally, like, you know, depending on how the Bills face the Vikings, you can put some ground between you and the Bills by beating the Patriots. And then it's then it's it's madness after that, man. If they go into Foxborough and win this game, the Jets will be seven and three with possibly more than a half game up on the Bills. All the top, they would they would basically almost have all the tiebreakers that's necessary mm-hmm. in the division. Basically, almost like. So are you saying Buffalo's just gonna lose their next? <laughs> no, no, no. But the thing is, the thing is, if oh, Buffalo loses Buffalo to Minnesota, Minnesota, we're tied. If Buffalo loses, and then Minnesota, we have the the tiebreaker. But that still doesn't answer his question, though. No, yeah, I just acting like Buffalo's going to lose all these. No, games. we never said no, that at all. It's no. just we're going. He's talking about the possibility of going seven and three. That's if Minnesota go. That's why if Minnesota we... walks in there. Listen, but listen, but I also started this by mentioning like there, it's eerily quiet out of Buffalo. They asked McDermott, "What's up with Josh Allen?" And, and he he said today, he said Sunday, we'll do some MRIs on Monday. He said today, being Tuesday, well, we don't know yet. We're still going through the MRIs. We all are sports fans. We know how quickly MRIs come back. Don't tell me that Josh Allen's MRI can't get done in a day. We found out Brees Hall's ACL was torn right? the second it happened. Don't tell me that. MRIs <laughs> get done all the time, right? Well, it took a minute for DK Metcalf, bro. It took well, a we knew, but DK is a little bit different because they knew it wasn't a serious. They once they knew it wasn't serious, they're like, we're just going to see how long it's going to be, so, or if it's anything going to be. The Bills haven't given on anything. I feel like that's the Titans written all over it, where nobody knows what's happening in Titans camp all week, and then you find out magically. Oh yeah, Ryan Tannehill has a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had like an illness, and they said he had a. Yeah, he was sick, thing, and then it's and like, like, oh, like, you don't oh, find out until no, it, five it hours both. before kickoff. I, I knew exactly. I knew he, he hurt his ankle. We knew that it was the mystery illness that they were trying to push, which I think they're trying to push to try and. They're doing hurt. the Nets thing where they're like, the, oh yeah, the injury's uh, not that serious, but he is sick. Reflect the fact that his ankle is actually messed up pretty good. That's what I think is happening here. Yeah, and so you know, like. If we come, if we find out that Josh Allen has like a partially torn UCL or something like that, and they're just going to manage it, a la like a pitcher in baseball. I mean, like his motion is. Why are you shaking your head like that? Uh, I'm looking at something on my phone. Okay, okay. His motion, don't say. You don't want to know what I just said. <laughs> his motion, his motion is different, yeah, than a pitcher. He's not throwing like you know possibly a hundred balls a game like a pitcher would throw like a baseball, but. You're talking about this is like a complete different animal because the pitchers don't have people running and jumping on them, hitting their arms. Like he, like when they smell, you know, they're listen, man. If you're a defensive coordinator, you're not gonna outright say, We're just trying to injure Josh Allen, but you're gonna say, Hey, listen, the guy's dealing with something. If you gotta make a tackle, maybe, maybe you know, like let's not go for the, 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 the lower half of the guy as much anymore. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a combat sport. It's not going to get better. <laughs> like those UCL injuries don't get better. No, it's either you get don't. surgery or like, they get bad. You can try. Exactly. Like you can try and heal it, but it takes a long, it's a slow burn. 
It's a slow part. And I will say this because Rods does have a point. If Josh Allen, his arm, his elbow is really hurt and he's like, then the Jets absolutely can win this division. Yes. Absolutely can win the division. Are we forgetting about Miami? I would, yes. No, Miami's definitely. We're not saying the Jets are going to win the division. They said they can. I would put Miami, I would say Miami would win the division. Mm-hmm. But the Jets absolutely could win the division if Josh Allen is nothing's out of the realm of possibility at this point. You, because the Jets, just got the best win that the team has had in a decade. Miami's next. Miami's next two games are the Browns and the Texans at home. The Browns is going to be rough. They're going to be Browns is going to be rough because the Miami has an awful defense right now. That the Browns has an awful like, defense right like now. But they, they win. They win their games like shootout. They don't rely on their defense. Yeah, but I want to make this right. But the Browns ball control. The Browns ball control. I'm about to say the Browns ball control is much better than the Bears. And the Bears almost beat them with Justin Fields having a historical game. So did the Ravens and the Lions. Well, the Ravens ravened. Yeah. <laughs> the so the Lions lying. The Lions, lying. Lions <laughs> also lying. No, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is gonna run rampant on the Miami Dolphins. Nick Chubb is top. Three I right hope now. he does. Yeah. Nick Chubb is gonna run rampant on the Miami Dolphins because Brees Hall ran rampant on the Miami Dolphins. That's the Dolphins' biggest weakness. And for the life of me, I thought that they were just coming into the season the mini Bills. I couldn't tell you that that team wasn't constructed. Oh no, they are the mid. Their, their defense is absolutely and like when they're healthy. Cream talent. When they're healthy, their defense is one of those teams that's designed to beat the pass. They can't stop the run. Jerome Baker is a really good linebacker who's really good at pass coverage and stop and not good with that the run. They have these edge rushers who are really good at rushing the passer, but not stopping the run. And then you get Bradley Chubb, Bradley who's Chubb, a yeah. great edge rusher who can't stop the run. So it's like there's a lot. It's literally just the Bills' defense. I mean, they got some big bodies. You know, they got the guy that they drafted. They drafted from the first Wilkins, round, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. Christian Wilkins is not a slouch. Like, and they have great cornerbacks. Like, they have tons of talent on the D. For the life of me, I just don't understand. They they got an undra- like they got an undrafted. Uh, was he undrafted? The the the, the kid uh, Cater or. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's also in the running for rookie of the year at cornerbacks. You have three legit starting cornerbacks, and you're getting thirty. You're getting like thirty <laughs> points dropped on you by the <laughs> every yeah. week. Every <laughs> week, again, like fucking burnt. <laughs> Remember that stat so you said to the Jets for like twenty-seven games in a row gave up twenty-one points. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. It's so weird to me that the Dolphins are the biggest enigma because it's like they're play. They just always play down to their competition and I don't get it. Like they should be literally winning games like 40 to 10, like 40 to 13. Like there's no reason. Like they just got, they just got Jeff Wilson. They got running. They're another team. Like they're, they're, they're many bills. They suck at running the Rapal, which it's is crazy. Like, it's not like they're not trying to get running backs. Right. You can argue the quality that they want, but they just, you know, I mean, Wolster look good against us. Like, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. But you're right, and I'm not going to sit here and say that the Jets are going to run away with the division, whether Buffalo and Josh Allen have injury issues or not. I'm just saying that the Jets, Jets have a legitimate it. chance, and they have the formula. We're like, in the mix. They're in the mix. Yeah, as much, I, a chance to make the playoffs. 
I, I can't, and, and rightfully so, New England's not in this conversation. Their, their offense is not there, Putrid. just for lack of a better term. It, it's bad. Like, yeah, they're winning with their defense, but if you look at the teams they won with their defense, they don't they have a lot been, of quality wins. Yeah, they don't really have quality wins. I mean, what, Sam Ellinger and the Colts is not exactly a quality win. That, that uh, team. Dumpster fire, but we'll get there later. But yeah, watch us lose to them next week. But that's another story. But um, yeah, I mean, you look at the Patriots schedule. I'm just like, yeah, then they're not big. Patriots have the NFC North coming up for them. Yeah, they 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 already lost to the the Bears. They lost Um, to the Bears. No, that's they brought the Lions. They beat Um, they beat the the Steelers. Yes, they they lost. Did they play the Ravens? Yeah, they lost. They the lost Ravens. They have the Bengals and the Browns coming. They still have the Vikings that they have to play. Yeah, that's yeah, on Thanksgiving, I believe. That's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the sun, that's the Thanksgiving night, the eight thirty game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's the Vikings games, man. The and Vikings then they have a Sunday night game with us, which is most likely going to get flexed out. <laughs> yeah. I'm ninety percent positive that game is going to get flexed out. Of and you have a chance to beat them. I'm still say you have, you have a chance to beat them. I don't. I don't. I don't believe anything doing anymore. I. I'm fully sold every piece of Raider stock that I ever had this year. It's all gone after I watched them blow a 20 point lead to fucking sunshine and the Jaguars. It's over. It's done. Mike, like, are you still starting Derek like, Carr? Yes, unfortunately. It's not like well, he had a good game, and then well, he, he, actually had a good game. No, he had a good first half, and then he just didn't do anything. Like I looked down and like, oh my god, the Raiders are up twenty to zero, and Devontae Adams has like a billion yards. No way they're gonna lose this. This, game, this game's over. Good job. <laughs> but I saw the score. I saw the Jaguars score. <laughs> I'm not touching anything the Raiders have gambling. I'm not touching, they are an anomaly. I'm not touching the fucking 40 foot pole. Every bit of Raider stock is sold. I just don't get it. I don't understand. He's beside himself. He's probably sick. He's beside himself. We've given up 17 point leads in three times. Two two, two times. Two times in 61 years of Raiders football. We've done it more times just this fucking season. Yeah. I saw that. that, Right? You know? It's, it's, I understand. I understand. Mark, um, Mark Davis. He has a plan. He wants to keep McDaniel's there. Um, Two year plan. They're talking about it. But at this point, it's just this is insane. This is insane. If Al How, Davis was alive, then McDaniel's would have been fired after that. Um, game. Before that, after the same if, game. yeah, he would have been fired after the Saints. Yeah, like he there's gone. no way you deal with this type of ineptitude, like. That Derek Carr press conference after the game, I've never seen Derek Carr like that before in my life. That man has dealt with every type of adversity ever a football team could deal with. And he's always remained calm and poised. That's the first time I've just seen him out of character. When he's sitting there talking about, there are things I want to say and I just can't say. There are just literally things I just want to speak out on. It's not good. Your interim coach last year. Who galvanized this team to a playoff run for this? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it like this right now. If we lose next week to a Colts team <laughs> coached by Jeff Fucking Saturday, do not come on here if the Raiders. There is absolutely oh no. The second I saw Jeff Saturday, Saturday got fired, I'm like, oh, this has trap game written all over it. Trap game written all over it. <laughs> 
Right. Because apparently the guy who's gonna be calling plays for the Colts is a guy who has like no, he's like got like twenty years of like QB coach experience. So I'm like, ah, let's see what they're gonna do there. It's laughable what the Raiders are doing, but we with the Colts, excuse me, one of the Raiders too. Too uh, that, that will bring us right into our uh, right into our next uh, topic. By the way, fly Eagles fly, Jalen Hurts for MVP. Uh, Go good for him. I'll gladly be wrong there. They're still not playing anybody, uh, but I'll gladly be wrong. <laughs> oh, they got a tough game coming. They up. struggled with the Texans on fucking Thursday night. They did. They did not struggle. I just people. Yes, I hope what people keep saying yes, they that. Did. They, did, they struggled. Dave, they struggled. They struggled for like the second quarter. They struggled for like Davis, three minutes. If Davis Mills was just decent. They won that game. Yo, Davis Mills no played so awful. No road team plays well on Thursday. It's literally no team game. period plays well on Thursday. <laughs> the Eagles did not play that bad. They literally no took control of the players. game in the second half. Yeah, Damian Pierce had his little game. Damian Pierce ate. ate. Yeah, he ate. He ate. And then Davis Mills tried to eat. And that's when yeah, the no, Eagles that's started. That's the problem. Eating. They, they <laughs> run away with what works. Bad franchise going to bad franchise. And that AFC South. I mean, you could talk about the West all y'all want, but Dog that AFC shit. South is unbelievably bad. I think. AFC South is the worst division of football. And then the, then the NFC then North. The I mean, the, South. NFC, no, the South, NFC, South. NFC South. And then the AFC West. Mike, I want to revert back to a conversation we had where you said the Titans wide receivers are better than the Jets wide receivers. <laughs> because I watched that Chiefs game on Sunday begging, begging for a Titans wide receiver to do something. Because Malik, William, Malik Willis threw some dimes, some absolute dimes that his receivers just failed. Those receivers one. couldn't get open in a, like, period. Period. It was a mix of bad play calling, drops, and Malik being a rookie because there was – he did not play well. No, 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 he, he, he well. made some bad decisions. He had bad throws, but the he throws took some that sacks, he should have not no, it, it was just a combination of everything. No, nah, but to be fair, Anthony, he took some sacks that he absolutely should have taken too. But there were some he should not one have thing, There were some he should have threw the ball away. Oh, absolutely, but that's the thing young quarterbacks have to learn, right? Yeah. But those that's ones killed growing him. Pain. It's growing those pain. Those are big you, lost yards. Do you want him to do the young quarterback thing where he throws in a triple coverage? No, I, I understand that, but try to throw the. He didn't. He did as well as you could ask him to with what was. No, I agree. I'm not blaming anything on him. That's why I understand why Titans. Fans That's why, are like, on Titan, him any Titans fan who's shitting on Malik Willis is wrong because they were he, ripping he, on him. He wasn't great, but then the opportunities that he had where he made a good play, the receivers couldn't help him. So I never want to hear anything about the Titans wide receiver room being better than the Jets wide receiver room. When I saw Garrett Wilson eat up, <laughs> eat up. <laughs> but no, like it. That's the fact that you guys didn't go after a wide receiver at the trade deadline. Is crazy I told you in the chat, it, it just blew my mind. Crazy to me. You had you guys legitimately like I, I was being nice in where I had like the Titans wide receiver ranking room before <laughs> like three weeks ago. And then I watched a bunch of Titans football. I'm like, oh no, this is currently like the worst wide receiver room I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Watching the game, I, I saw the complete blueprint. The Chiefs literally said Robert Woods ain't beating us. Go. And I think everyone says that. The problem is, and Robert Woods doesn't beat apart. anybody. <laughs> to that point, but to that point, nobody plays for Robert Woods. He's not a one. 
He's a two. He's a three. He's a slot. He's a slot. That's what he is. He's a killer slot. But to my point, he wouldn't be able to beat you by himself anyway. So when you give him that extra coverage, you can completely remove him from the offense. You can take him out of the game. And there was just, I mean, they played so bad. (laughs) So bad. And like I said, they played bad. Then once we got to the fourth quarter in overtime, then Malik started doing dumb shit. And then in overtime, the offensive line said, we quit. So it just went downhill completely. Meanwhile, in the first half, Derrick Henry is running through Kansas City. Killing everybody. Running through him, and we just stopped giving him. We, what we were the doing problem is the Chiefs just said, first, fuck it, we're selling out the run. Down, they did do that, but it was first down, HB dive. Second down, HB sweep. Third down, oh, it's third and ten. Malik, go do something. And then you get three and outs, and you just it. They just sell out the run for the first two downs, and then it's like, all right, beat us. It was. That's the, it was you guys played a sim. Both teams played a similar game plan where they're like, we're selling out on the one thing you're going to do to beat us, and then hope you can't beat us yeah. with the thing you're not good at. But then but the, the pro- Chiefs were like, yo. We're just we gonna let Pat Mahomes run. Yeah, and that that and that drive was crazy. All of that that we just said at the end of the day, it just came down to Patrick Mahomes saying, "All right, well, if nobody wants to win, I'll win. How about that? Yeah, I'll just like I'll just win." He so, just does that thing where he's just the best quarterback he in football. He's <laughs> yeah. the best quarterback in football. He was. It, it, he he just did it. And said, "All right, that's enough. That's enough." The, the fact is, like, like the Chiefs game. had terrible play calling that game, too. I'm like, I called out what, in the third quarter. I'm like, why are they not doing anything short? Like, they're just trying to throw deep of, the whole game. We forced them into a lot of stuff. But the Titans did a wonderful job on Kelsey. That though. Titans just, defense played tough. And yell at me about the yards all you want, Dylan. My but defense your defense played tough. Yeah. They did, I but feel, that doesn't help I, I feel so bad. I came away from the game like the ranking is going to suck from this, but that looked like the team. The problem is the good defense that you guys played against the Texans because they are dog shit where you allowed like less than like 200 yards, like 150 (laughs) yards immediately goes to shit now because you allowed literally 500 yards against the team. (laughs) But the problem is you run the the rest of your stretch is against offenses that can put up 500 yards. <laughs> well, That's where I'm like, I don't think Green Bay can. Green Bay, you'll be fine. Unless and they're like, you guys will definitely be fine against Denver. I don't think Denver can. So. Who knows? Maybe those, one of those teams will figure it out. Denver's not putting up 500 points. Denver is not putting up 500 yards, but Green they Bay can. going to get steamrolled. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't I, I'm we're reaching that point where I think Green Bay actually might not. No, Aaron Rodgers stinks. Like, I'm, 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 I'm stamping that. this right now. Yeah. No, after know. what I saw, that, that, that's Aaron reaching. Rodgers that, that's washed. Washed. That, that, that's that reaching. Game. I was, that was the worst game I've seen Aaron Rodgers I play. I can blame the wide receivers for that game that he played. He was terrible. He was bad. He was bad. Bad. The talent on his team is no, but like he's like normally every other game to this point, I've been like, "Yo, Aaron Rodgers needs some help." And then I watched this game, and I was like, "Yo, he's bad. This this is on him. He played a he terrible that. game. He lost that game. He lost. Yes, that he game. made some bad pressing. passes because he's pressing. He's pressing, Rod. He's, he's, he's pressing. Absolutely. That's why. 
He's trying to overcompensate for these trash receivers that he has. And, and it just makes him look terrible. And it makes him – he's doing stuff he would never He do. looks washed, and that's bad. I, I don't know. I think – I think I would like, say washed, though. I, mean, yeah, I, was I would say washed. I've seen – like He won't be we, on that team next year. We've seen – I can see that. We've seen – um He'll probably be in Indianapolis because Jim Air saying <laughs> them love getting washed quarterbacks to go quarterback their team. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely I, I, right. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I, mean, I, I just feel like, you know, you know, having a team that recently just had, like, barely any legit talent at wide receiver, I know how bad that can change the change the whole trajectory and perception of your quarterback. Um, it's, it's tough, man. Aaron Rodgers, the, the Green Bay Packers basically told him, well, you got all our money. Everything else, you know, was supposed to go to this to that. So you got all our money. So here we are. Like you got to make it happen. And I think like it. I think they sabotaged Aaron Rodgers in a manner because it's like, yeah, you gave him a lot of money, right? So what? Doesn't mean you just like say, well, we're not going to do anything else about it. Like we're never going to draft you a first round wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christian Watson is like, I get, he's good. He has potential. Watson's three years away but, from being playable. Yeah, we all knew he was like one of the most raw. He was like the Trey Lance of wide receivers. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like you can see everything that's needed to be a great wide receiver. But, you know. He's a, a guy who would have loved, who would have been great if he got to spend a year or two with Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Devontae Adams stayed on that team. Then we're talking would, completely this, different. This is a completely different team. It's that big. It means that much because Aaron Rodgers is that good. And the only way we can actually see him being terrible is if he had a team that's literally stripped to the bone, like to the bone offensively. Like it's the same thing I running, and they just running. don't use their running backs. They just and don't use it. their they running backs. Don't, which is also baffling because they have a really good running back. <laughs> the, hey, They're Mike, remember injured. when I told you He's that Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator of the 29-ranked Titans offense the year he got hired in Green Bay, and he was actively hiding Derrick Henry behind Deion Lewis and DeMarco Murray for four years before he started using them? Yeah. But to be fair... To be fair, DeMarco, when we got DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, was, was fine, but was there was no reason Derrick Henry was sitting behind Deion Lewis. No reason Derrick Henry was sitting behind Deion Lewis. That's because Matt LaFleur is a fucking idiot. But, and then he showed it. He's showing his ass. You say that, he's but excellent. if Green Bay fires him, guess who's going to come call him? Your coach. Because My offensive. Are, no, I don't, I don't think they, they would do that. Are, they are best friends. But if no, that only happens if Mike gets a head, head coaching, coaching job. job. But Mike's three years away from even seeing that. Yeah, Mike needs another year or two seasoning because he still is making the. If anything, I'd probably see McDaniels hire him back <laughs> over in Miami that or he happen. heads back to San Fran. That would happen. That would definitely happen when he goes back to San Fran or Atlanta, um, depending on how Atlanta Arthur shakes Smith. out. Um, I just, you know, it's just, it's just. They, he's had massive success since he stepped foot in Green Bay. So he's I'm had not massive talent. He has Aaron Rodgers. Anything from you know before you know it's just a matter of just like Gutenkust and those guys getting a little bit too cute and just saying like you know like they surprisingly I think they decided that you want your money we're going to give you your money. And we're not going to do anything else because they don't believe in 
extending the life of Aaron Rodgers, i.e. like Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay believe in each other like that. They, I think they really believe like at the moment's notice that he shows any type of chinks in the armor, they're going to dump him. And not only going to dump him, they're going to they're going to literally make an example out of him in Green Bay and say, see, this is why we don't give all the money and we've been cheap. And, you know, like and this is why, you know, Aaron, you know, like almost as a way to get back at him for what he's done. But, you know, like no one told them to draft Jordan Love. They thought they were getting cute with that, too. They thought we want to just repeat the same thing. He was not. He was not Aaron Rodgers. And Jordan Love is awful because Jordan Love terrible, awful, the (laughs) the greatest situation as far as like a quarterback to learn. You want to talk about what people thought was the and they reached on Jordan Love too. Yeah, they They reached on Jordan Love because he would have been there around three. I really believe he would have been there around three. (laughs) Let the recipe right. Let you know have the quarterback watch of a hall of famer and, you know, have him coach him up with a great offensive coordinator and Jordan love out of nowhere comes out and they watch a practice in year three in the preseason. They're like, Oh, he's Hackenberg. All right, cool. <laughs> like, they're like, let's go $50 million to Aaron Rodgers every year. Like think of like do $50 million almost at Aaron Rodgers just so Jordan love could not play. Even, there's there's no, no teams, even if Jordan Love was awful, I can't think of any team that wouldn't at least try to let him see the t- see the field unless he's Hackenberg-esque, right? That's what the Jets did. They couldn't – he was so bad, they couldn't let him see the field. The Packers are saying he's so bad, we can't let him see the field. We have to let his contract expire. We just let him go off what he does. But I think they're going to trade him. Who's going to trade for Jordan Love? Yeah, who's going to want Jordan Love? The New Orleans Saints? No way. I think he's the reason why. I the reason why you would do it. That here's here's how I say it. Well, the 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 Saints are sixty five million dollars under the cap next year. Sign him, maybe. You you don't think they're going to need to unload a bad contract? No, sign him, maybe, but. Because I think, I, again, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is gone next year. I think Aaron Rodgers is in Indy. They'll pick up some draft pick for it. Probably be a first in this upcoming draft. And, like, a, a third rounder in 2025. And I mm-hmm. think that's all will be needed to clear off the, those books. I think you move on from Jordan Love. Find a stupid team who's just looking for something. The Saints are going to be stupid. Who are going to be looking like they need to unload a contract. Or the Raiders, who will be needing to unload contracts. Don't, just don't to look like that bomb. But no, like you, you could if you do it as a salary dump to accelerate a rebuild. So it's like, okay, I don't have to wait for the rest of the five years of these contracts I gave some of these guys. You move on and you just get them, and then you're like, okay, cool, he's gone next year. Now I have a shit ton of cap going into the offseason next year to do it. And then it's like, okay, that puts the Packers in a situation where it's like, let's say they get the Colts' first round pick this year. That Colts pick is going to be a top five pick. <laughs> like, that Colts pick is going to be a bad pick, and then that Packers pick this year is also going to be like probably 12 so well, you could get two players that are really good and you might be able to get cj stroud yeah but so the packers are in a good place because the packers also have the raiders picks and it's like do they have the raiders pick this year i don't think so no they have it i think next uh, year next year right yeah so the packers are set up for some good success it's just I, it's like they the packers they, are gonna be like, in like two years 
Yeah, the Packers need to get one, get rid of one of those running backs. If there's any opportunity for them to recoup anything, oh, AJ Dillon's they, gone. They already put money in Aaron. Yeah, they have to get rid of one of those dudes, and um, it's just that simple. Jordan Love, I just can't see anyone trading for him. I can see him getting playing out his contract or even getting the salary out. dump. Then yes, yeah, and then like, what would you do for Jordan Love? If you were just doing trade assets, you would give up a six rounder and be like, I'll a take six. Him. Yeah, I was thinking like a six. If you're doing a player, then it's like, okay, I will take the worst contract that I have on my team <laughs> that I need to unload, and you could have them. And on top of that, I'll eat like you. You give me Jordan Love in like a fifth rounder, and I'll give you this fucking gross contract that I have on my books with the Raiders. Oh, I'll be here. You take Chandler Jones off my books and I'll oh, take yes. Jordan love. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> if no you're the, if time. you're the Saints, if you're the Saints, you're looking at, Hey, Hey, Michael Thomas, your contract sucks. Yeah. You don't play Michael, football. Michael Thomas. Yeah, what the F happened to Michael Thomas? You don't yeah, play it's football. Okay. It's yeah, like he signed that hundred million dollar contract and, and died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Chris Sale. He's just Chris Sale. Crumbled. He doesn't know how to ride a bike, and he just died. <laughs> like, he played one game and dead. It's just crazy. Like his toe, his toes, like his then, foot just was like. He, no. he think about foot. this: Alvin Kamara is going to be under trial next year. Tattoo. You may have to fucking dump that contract. Oh yeah, you just what, cut him. What did they have his ass on video just beating the shit out of somebody? Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. that it's, is it's, going to be going into trial in the yeah. off season. Yeah, he's F-U-C-K. So he's probably going to jail, and the Saints can just waive his contract and not yeah. have to pay him a dime. Yeah, and we'll probably pick Kam- his ass up. Kamara's contract off the books, and then you have Michael Thomas's contract off the books. Then you're looking good, but you still don't have a first-round pick in a year where you're fucking but terrible. Here's the thing. We said the Saints should have done this year ago, year to two years ago, when they were literally like against the cap in some crazy situation, and they all restructured and did all that stuff, and – accelerated cap hits later down the road. And so now that again, you know, chickens are coming home to roost. The saints are going to unload a lot of people that, you know, we know household names on that saints team. Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be gone. Don't be surprised. Cam Hayward is probably going to retire. Cam Hayward. Don't be surprised if they find a way to Cam Jordan. I'm sorry. Cam hit wrong. Yeah. Cam, Cam Jordan offload. My man, you know, favorite. Cam Jordan is 28 years old. I think I'm getting mixed up with someone else. Demar- oh, Demar- Demar- Demario Davis. Demario Davis Demar- might Davis be another guy is, who's going to be out there. All you know, like. But what if I told you that the Saints could get Aaron Rodgers? Would all those guys come back for one year deals? Yes. I don't. Th- I don't know if they could afford it. Yeah, I think they would have to get rid of my Michael- they'd, they'd have to convert you everybody's told, contract to sign up. You them defensive players wouldn't be like. If you telling me y'all can get Aaron Rodgers, I'll take a pay cut and give it one ride. You That's know how right. bad Cam. I can see some. I can see some of them. Cam, Cam Jordan's thirty three, Anthony. Yeah, he's thirty three. I, 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 I think Aaron takes. I think Aaron takes the. Pay I think Aaron takes a pay cut too. I do too because he doesn't. I, I don't see Rodgers taking a pay cut. He likes his money. No, nah, I think Rodgers don't I got any Brady in him. very petty. He's very petty though. He's yeah, they, yeah, yeah, right. He's not that type. Yeah, yeah but I can see, see him taking a pay cut just to stick it to the Packers. I could absolutely see him doing. He would have to take one hell of a pay cut because yeah, there's a lot right. of guys on that Saints team making money. He would. <laughs> NFC South pretty awesome. Pretty awful too. How so much guaranteed money does Rodgers have? 
Isn't it like 80% of that contract's guaranteed? Yeah. It's like 150, 130 or something. something they still crazy. owe him like 60, 70 million dollars. I think they still owe him a lot. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, but, so I uh, think like I can see the Saints doing that. I can see the Saints doing that. That's a good point. The, Saint, the Saints and the Colts are the two teams to me. It's like, well, and honestly, I, think so I wouldn't the Giants off that list either. Because the Giants are a team who need to clean up, who are in the works of cleaning up some cap too, and they got a contract at a wide receiver who they hate in Kenny Galladay. The only thing I would say about that is the Giants, even though they're doing a remarkable this year, they're kind of in a rebuild. So I don't <laughs> see them pushing all the chips in to get Aaron Rodgers. I don't. Yeah, but you need, a, you need an excuse to move off of Daniel Jones. And if you could move off of Daniel Jones because you're at that point where you have to, to franchise tag him, and that franchise tag is like 30 mil. So you're at the point where you're like, do you want to pay Daniel Jones 30 million to be Daniel Jones? Or do you want to bring in Aaron Rodgers with a great offensive coach and and try to make a run with this young group? And then it's like if Aaron Rodgers retires after, okay, you go and find the replacement. But I like I, but I like doing Daniel Jones to do it. I don't think Yeah, but just... you can't pay Daniel Jones off of one year. Then give him a team, give him a team friendly quarterback dude. Give him a short why would term team friendly. It? If I'm because Daniel Jones, why would I take that? Franchise he's not that good. He'll, somebody will Franchise. pay him more. Somebody will pay him more. Who, who's gonna pay? Who? What kind of contract is a desperate ass team gonna give Daniel Jones? I mean, the Colts will give Daniel Jones. The Colts will give Daniel Jones whatever he wants. <laughs> Are you serious? The Colts the Texans will give Daniel Absolutely. Jones something. You know, like, there's gonna be a team that will pay Daniel Jones like thirty mil. Oh my God. The Panthers will give Daniel Jones some. Oh, you think, you, oh, wait, wow. you think Washington's going to move on from Wentz? Yeah. Absolutely. Have you watched Wentz the chance, Anthony? I'm, I'm saying. You ask that question. I, I'm saying because we all know Jimmy. Taylor Heineke ain't got no fucking arm, first off. He's okay. Yeah, but Taylor Heineke's the heart and soul of that Washington command. That's the only thing. If he's the heart and soul of that team, you know how bad it is to stay safe, Jonathan. You know how hey, long man, Taylor Heineke almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs two years ago. Listen, oh, God. People are still talking about Heineke's got Ryan Fitzpatrick written all over it. <laughs> guess what? They have I another quarterback that there that hasn't even played yet who actually is solid. So, oh, in, oh, Sam Howell. North Carolina. He's, he's, actually not, he's actually not too shabby. He's solid. He's actually not too shabby. He's solid. He can't get on the field over Heineke. He, I'm not worried about him. He, well, because he, if Heineke has anything, he's got some pull in that in that locker room because of how well he always plays when he plays football, man. How do I you can, do? Yeah, I, I can see the Lions signing him, too. I could also see. Yeah. Wow. Daniel Jones will have a market. market. Daniel Jones Dan will Campbell, have a market. Dan Campbell all over it, too. But $30 million a year for Daniel Jones. No, That's the franchise that. tag, Anthony. That's going to be the minimum that. he's going to get. I don't think they franchise him, though. I, I know that's not going to walk. I know it's crazy, but that's what he's going to get. No, but look at the look to the Giants to trade up if they have hey, If Kyler Murray's getting $230 million, then it doesn't sound that far fetched. The problem it's with Kyler Murray is he's it, yeah, five so, foot eight. <laughs> that's <laughs> really yeah. my height, if he was 6'3, oh, he'd be running this league right now. Because Kyler Murray is actually really fucking good. The problem is he has to escape the pocket every single time because he can't and see. I'm, and I'm going to let you know. <laughs> I'm going to let you know a little secret. His coach isn't that good. His coach also is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and he also didn't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first, like, 
six games. It's amazing season. how that offense looks way different with DeAndre Hopkins out there. Mm-hmm. We're talking about I mean, Cliff, but Cliff was singing his praises not too long ago. Everybody was saying Cliff, Cliff is the next Cliff. one up. Cliff, fuck Cliff. He's <laughs> terrible. I, I'm, I'm mad at Kingsbury because I picked the Cardinals win that division, and they're making me look like an idiot. But I, I thought Cliff Kingsbury was a terrible hire when he got hired. He was a terrible hire. And you know what? Here's another good. one. We need to get into this because we need we need to get into this because I don't know when James is coming. So let's let's get it because. The NFL is on some shit right now. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even say this is the NFL. This is Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is on some shit right now. I mean, you so know they I fired, this. They fired Frank Reich. Is it right? Is that how you pronounce it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank Reich. Yeah, Frank, Frank Reich. He got fired. That's what he yeah. Deservably he, so. Deservably yeah, so. Yeah. He was terrible. I, I don't know if I would have fired him midseason, but he definitely deserved You got to make noise. You got to do something. Because... As I stated many times preseason, everyone, everyone was picking this Colts team to do this and to do that. The re- but before Super you continue, the reason is they're not my school. But no, I'm the, not saying yeah. anywhere in the pod. I'm saying in the media. No, that was the, me. the Colts have a lot of talent, and that's what's terrible. This Colts Boy, did have that blow up in my face? Team, they are underperforming so but they look, they, they look so good on paper. So much talent. They have a good receiving room. They have a good running back room. Their defense is is very good. It's just Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard hasn't played football until this week. He's he's played as much football as freaking Jonathan Taylor. Like they both haven't seen the goddamn field. Exactly. And like not having Shaq Leonard is tough because he's one of, if not the best linebacker in football. Yeah. And that makes a massive difference. Mike, Mike, if you, that's why I said line. that's why I said one of, if not the best. And there's a he's very big line. argument with him and Roquan and all those that other guy guys. Baltimore is the best linebacker in football. Yeah, that, again, that guy is the one best. of, that's if one. not the best. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's the best. I like Roquan a lot. Who's better than Roquan? Bro? I think Roquan. Roquan is not that good in the pass game. I think Roquan is actually pretty good. Um, in the run game, I think Fred Warner is better than him. Fred Warner overall. is the best linebacker for football. Absolutely. 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 I, think, I think Fred Warner is the best. He's nasty. Yeah. Fred Warner Fred is, is absolutely the best complete linebacker in football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold Or Micah Parsons. Yeah. I don't Micah Parsons is a linebacker. He's a lineman. I don't Micah know. Parsons, Micah Parsons is the only player, if you look weapons. at any of these gambling <laughs> sites, that is a legitimate favorite to yes. win an award. He, he, he is minus like 120 to win defensive player of the year. He's I'm the only he play slot cornerback, too. I'm convinced. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, weapon is like, where do we need him to go today? <laughs> you need him to rush the bouncer? Sure. You need him to go cover a wide receiver? Sure. You need him to go cover a tight end? Sure. Running back? Running back? Whatever. Who cares? If we're making part about Parsons linebacker, that's I hey, that's number one right there. Oh, on the outside, opposite Trayvon Diggs playing corner? Absolutely. <laughs> if you need him in a pinch, why not? Line him up right there. Put him right there. Put a punt returner. Put a, put him as your kicker. He could do that too. <laughs> if you drop him on the field realistically, anyway, like if you just see Michael Parsons lined up, like in anywhere, one of the you're like, what the fuck? You know, in your own offense, you really actually have no idea what he's about to do. You just None. really don't know. You're just gonna be like, I'm gonna earn the side of caution. He's probably gonna try to sack me. 
That's all. That's the only thing that. You know, and then he picks you off. Right but then everything else, if he does anything else, you're just like, well, I mean, coach, what do you want me to do? I don't know what. what he's to do. He I forces the incomplete pass, and he starts doing the seatbelt celebration that everybody's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Strapped up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just he's just a monster. It's just yeah, like it's just. Of course, the Cowboys drafted him. Like, of course, the Cowboys drafted him. And the Cowboys only drafted him to be petty. (laughs) They only drafted him to be petty. They jumped in front of everybody else. They jumped in front of the Eagles. I'm surprised. (laughs) Like, they jumped in front of the Giants. And the Giants had to move back. If he was on the Eagles right now, good. Oh, my Good God. Good God. If he was on the Giants, it'd be be insufferable. I don't even want to even deal with him being in MetLife. And having to hear about him every single day, I don't want to hear about that. So like, I'm it's just bad you know, enough he's on the Cowboys. Bad so. enough he's on America's team. Fine, whatever. Let it be. Let it happen. It, it's things like that happen to those teams. It just seems like it happens to those teams all the time. They get those guys, but he's gonna get a bag. Oh, he's gonna get a mean bag. He's gonna reset the market. He is the market. He is the market. You hand him a blank check. Speaking of market, what do you think about Lamar? What do you think still happen with Lamar after this season? He ain't getting the contract he wants. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's on a restricted free agent, right? Yeah, yes. but he's going to get franchise tagged, and he's yeah. going to demand a trade. Yes, he's going to demand a trade, or he's he if they franchise him, which they will, they're going to um he's going to request for a trade, or he's going to say I'm not going to play a single down as a Ravens player. Yeah, you're going to because see the quarterback completely dictate where he goes. Yeah. I remember the numbers on that contract. They tried to give – it was like a six-year 290. He's not going to get that Sean Watson contract. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah but they, they gave him – they won't want him. That's what he's going to want. He want. He's going to want the Deshaun Watson contract, but – He asked for that. He – I don't know. I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it because he's really, really good. No, no. But he's played too many games this year that were it's like they just blow it on offense too. But it's so kind of like, one of those things where it's like you can't look. You, you have to say he looks really good. Like, he looks really good. He looks really good. But again, so they're <laughs> but they're also not like playing anybody. And they you you don't bring in Roquan uh, Smith. You don't bring in Roquan Smith to not pay Roquan Smith at the same cool. time. So it's like that. It's like I don't understand. No, the Ravens have some quality. With no, the Ravens are going to franchise him. That's what they're no, telling. But the thing is, you, you you can't if you're the Ravens and you pay Roquan Smith before you pay Lamar and Jackson. They, and they will. And that's they, where they will. They will. They will. You, you know, they love paying. You know, Baltimore loves playing. They pay. They do that. But when you have a your quarterback is the most important player on the team. Regardless, they're going to pay Roquan. And then Wave the white flag. He's out. Going to franchise Lamar Jackson. Is there a world where they trade him and start Huntley? Say like never. Hey, no, never. No world not a single world. He's, he's <laughs> well, I think he's. I think he's traded. Think he's he is traded. he's going to Florida. What Florida team? It's definitely not the Jaguars. There's two other Florida teams because Tom. Why not the Jaguars? Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is good. Uh, Trevor stays there. Trevor. Trevor there, you can't abandon the Trevor thing. I think it could be Tampa. If I'm Tampa, I'm throwing everything. everything. Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. That whole everything. Bay team is going to explode because they're all 40. Everything. Everybody on that team is 40 years old. Everything. <laughs> you want Leonard? Sure. You want some draft picks? Sure. You want – I'll even give them – Demario Davis is getting up there. You gotta, not Demario Davis. Fucking uh, – is it? No, that's Saints guy. The other fucking linebacker next to Devin White. What the fuck's his name? Oh, Levante. Um, Levante David. Devin He's getting Levante. up there too. Oh, yeah, and Le- Le- Levante, yeah, yeah. yeah I give Levante too. I'll give you. I'll give you whatever you want because if you tell me that we're starting with 
who who cares? You can draft a running back, pick a running back. But if you're telling me we're with Mike Mike Evans, depending on if they Godwin. take Godwin or not. Godwin, I think you have to get rid of Godwin if you bring yeah, Lamar. That's fine. I'll yeah, they'll him. probably get rid of Godwin. Mike Evans, whatever. Throw Julio Jones, 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 Jones in there too. Julio's done. Julio numbers one. Whatever draft is or sign wide receiver that comes out, right? You can probably go ahead and sign a running back. You know, like who's to, who's to say you won't be able to get and sign Josh Jacobs or one of those guys, whatever, to come with you. Mm-hmm. Lamar with Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, or whatever running back and a tight end that you may get for it. That is. And imagine Byron running that offense with him. <laughs> Forget about it. Rough shot on that division. But. The question is: Is there a team that's going to give Lamar two hundred ninety million guaranteed, fully guaranteed dollars? Bruce Arians will do that. Bruce Arians will absolutely do that. Fully guaranteed. Jason Light will do that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Because you have you get to skip a rebuild. Yep. And they're going to dominate that division. That division stinks. They're going to run that (laughs) shot. They They run that division for the next ten years. I'm going to tell you this: Anthony Carolina would give them that money too. Oh, yeah. Throw it at him too. oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Carolina is literally a quarterback away from being competitive. Yes, because, well, because I mean, they're, really they, they're technically competitive right now because of the division. Shout out to IK, shout out to IK for actually becoming one of the best linemen in football right now in the past six games. He was struggling, everybody was making fun of him. Oh man, he's getting destroyed in the preseason. He looks like he's going to be terrible. Kid, the kid is literally like one of the top tackles in football right now. So they hit on that. We know they hit on the cornerback. He's pretty good. DJ Moore is a stud. Brian Burns is a stud. Brian, Brian Burns, Burns is a stud. Is a, he's a nasty. Deontay, For- <laughs> Deontay Foreman looks like the Deontay Foreman from Texas now. Like, I don't know where, like where, where, where he came from. He decided to go to run it back from his college years. And I mean, like, again, like they're a quarterback away. They're quarterback um, away from being making noise. Like that defense gonna, is gonna built be. to play, and they're all young. They're all on the rookie deals. Pat, oh, what's his face? Uh, la, 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 Jeremy Chin. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Chin is Jeremy awesome. Nasty too. You know who else would give him? You know who else would give him the money, and that would be pretty sick. Atlanta, Atlanta with you think so? Mark Jackson. Oh yeah. What? Man, Atlanta. Atlanta. But they could upgrade at other positions, bro. You know? If Lamar Jackson goes to Atlanta, you think they're gonna stick with Marcus Mariota? If, if, I, I'm saying he's not. He's not. He's not poor. He's, but he's, he's not. He's a bridge. He's a bridge quarterback. And he's doing good right now. And he has um, not the same. Imagine game, if you had Lamar. similar with Lamar Jackson with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, but let's not like act game. like all these teams just have the money to just throw that kind of shit at Lamar. The Falcons have the Falcons that have money. money. The Falcons have money. money. The Falcons have money, Anthony. What are you talking about? <laughs> I say they should upgrade at other positions. Uh, I, I don't think the Falcons should go get Lamar. But where would they upgrade? You have Who Drake did? London. You have Kyle Pitts. You have Tyler a solid Algier offensive line. Right Tyler too. Algier is nasty. You could, get Lam- nasty. you could get Lamar Wait, and then on. just draft your hold defense. On. Imagine running the pistol with Lamar Jackson and Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Drake, London. <laughs> Drake London sitting right over here. Oh, but here's the thing. The Buccaneers, the, but the Buccaneers make sense because, again, Brady might retire. Panthers have no right. quarterback. Right. The, well, Mike, well, Brady, no, no, you're right. He might put it to 50 now. He's a single man. He's out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. He's out in these streets now. 
You're talking about, imagine just running the RPO with Cordero Patterson, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. What you have to dive down. Ima- imagine dive when Arthur Smith Patterson. decides that he doesn't want Kyle Pitts to be a tight end anymore, and he wants him to be out wide <laughs> at wide receiver. That's that's also they split him wide sometimes. I know, but imagine Honestly, all the time, <laughs> just Calvin Johnson. That man, that man wants a ring badly, badly, and he will do. He's very Jerry Jones like, as in he will do what if there is no check he won't write to get that oh, one he's ring. Some checks, and he's written checks. He's written some so, and Atlanta would love Lamar. He will give. He will give Lamar that money. He Atlanta would love Lamar Jackson. Atlanta to Atlanta, that place is on fire. It's on fire. It's just- you mean they'd actually have a home crowd? Everybody would be there. They have a decent, actually, crowd and atmosphere in it. The problem is they, they do. I've seen an empty seats there. Yeah, because they stink. Lamar goes to Atlanta. Atlanta's good. That's a that's a fact. If Atlanta's good, that's a Dirty that's birds. a home court because you see what the Saints are when they're even remotely good. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's just way. like that. Atlanta's just like that. Way. I don't know. Man. It's been a while since I've seen. It's been a while, but it's, it's 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 a it's a legit like football. You win football and they state. will come. It's a legit football state. <laughs> it's Mike Vick all over again. Yeah, it's literally Mike that, Vick that all is over true. again. Yeah, and Atlanta loved Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Atlanta was crazy when Mike Vick was there. The state oh was yeah, imagine you get the better version of Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, and oh, I don't think Mike Vick God. had this. I mean, like, I don't think Mike Vick had the potential upside talent as that Lamar does. Or no, no, never, no, and, yeah, never. And Drake London. He had, a, he had a, he had a, he had somewhat, he had a, yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, had like, Lamar. not Atlanta. He had like, better weapons in Philly. Stuff like, I mean, like, I think like maybe like like maybe guys like, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Lamar Jackson with those guys because again, like. Lamar is so actual Lamar's so gifted, and he and sometimes like you have to he, he does impromptu passes. What better type of wide receivers to go deal with outside impromptu passes than big bodied block you out? You know, like I mean, like it's just I don't even want to even imagine that. But if I I'm do. Atlanta, that means he's not in Miami. Yeah, if I yeah, that <laughs> means that's not, yeah. if I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta has to come knocking at the door. She had, they have to kick the tires just for they have to. Yeah, I say relevant everything. If I was Atlanta, I'm throwing everything at Lamar. I'm throwing everything at Lamar. I'm saying, listen, man, like you can have our picks for the next four years if you want. I don't care. Like they're all going to be worth the twenty. They're all, all going to be in the twenties once he lands on that. Yeah, I, I, I would. That's not a bad. I would probably throw if I was Atlanta. I might do that. I would. But. Let's, let's, I would. The Colts stink. The Colts stink. Then what my catchphrase: bad franchises do bad franchises. Yep, could it happen to a ba- could it happen to a better <laughs> franchise? Because Ballard, because I have a bad taste in my mouth for dealing with Ballard after the whole Sam Darnold fiasco and all I was all I heard from Colts fans was. You got fleeced to the end of the world, and they're right. They did fleece the hell out of, of us for the Sam Darnold trade. But now, like, they can't find a quarterback, and this it's just because they don't even believe in the fact that they can develop a quarterback. That's the only, that's the only thing I can think of because the Colts literally 
have gone to the well of washed up quarterbacks. Like <laughs> somehow we're all missing something. Like just draft a quarterback guy. Like I know Andrew, I know Andrew Luck like yeah. you a little bit, but I mean like you gotta squander get generational talent. Yeah, like you, you can't you can't like <laughs> but that's also what they deserve too because they were blatantly throwing games for Andrew Luck. So I'm like whatever. Like you did all that and then you left him out to get like destroyed without a line and like you like killed his love for football yeah you destroyed his love for football right now he's just some weirdo with a fucking thick mustache yeah (laughs) i saw andrew look at he looks like a happy weirdo like like he he looks he looks more happy because he has to get like bludgeoned to death you know (laughs) like by just guys just not blocking and him having to like andrew luck was crazy but Quentin Nelson is not there, so I have to also say they are decimated. Generational by lineman, by the way. You know, Quentin Nelson is a nasty left guard. So he's nasty. The Colts fired. Not to cut you off, but the Colts fired their coach. Mm-hmm. They had that. I, like I said, it kind of caught me by surprise a little bit, but hiring- this was left field. ESPN's own. I was watching Jeff Saturday before that happened. I couldn't. I thought Jeff it was a joke. Saturday. That was a joke. Off, literally off the street as the head coach, interim or not, is the wildest. I, I, Dylan put it in the chat. So I have so never weird. seen anything so like weird. this in my life. I've never seen this. Just, I mean, he doesn't have a shred of coaching experience. Assistant coaching experience, front office experience, nothing, nothing. He has a little high school football experience, and he was an advisor for the Colts. Let, let me let me just make, let me just tell you guys that I don't know if you saw the press conference, Jim. I I, I, I read a bunch of the quotes, and I'm like, this is bad. One of the most bizarre answers. And I'm going to give you some of my favorite snippets, one being the most, and this would definitely resonate with you guys because this is this is literally what I've been standing on forever, and this is crazy. He said, when I hired Tony Dungy, it was done very methodical. Tony Dungy, you operate like the CIA. It's very analytical. It's very unemotional. It's very methodical with in-depth experience and knowledge, and you're trying to get a feel for what's right. Then I wanted a winning coach, a winning playoff coach, a winning coach that was proven to come in with our franchise. Stop. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts using the same analytical, methodical approach that he's referring to. I will continue. (laughs) Now, I am glad that he doesn't have any NFL experience. This quote is so bad. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league because it's tough for all of our coaches. They're all afraid. They go to <laughs> analytics. Go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have it all. He doesn't have that fear, and there was no other candidate. Let's unpack this a little bit. <laughs> Is there anything to unpack? I'm going to take this yes one because I am Mr. Facts and Stats, by the way. Oh, and analytics, methodical thinking, got him one of the greatest coaches of all time to sign with him to play for him to initially reverse the course of his entire franchise. 
which was a bum franchise. Found a way through the same methodology to arguably draft the greatest quarterback ever, depending on who you believe and talk to, and orchestrate probably one of the greatest playoff runs ever, and also have probably one of the greatest playoff games held in Lucas Oil Stadium ever. Jim Ursay looked at that, reflected on that, and said, that's just not my speed anymore, guys. Like, all that does is breed fear. This fear, I don't know what this fear encompasses. Again, this is like, we just don't know what, these are just all like buzzwords and weird stuff that live in the mind of, of, of Jim Ursay. This quote unquote fear that all coaches have in them once they play the game and, and coach in the NFL. Jeff Saturday apparently doesn't have it, but but somehow <laughs> Jeff Saturday is immune to the said fear because if every other coach who's qualified experiences this fear, what makes Jeff Saturday impossibly or immune it, like, to it? Immune to possibly experiencing this fear. Nothing. I got this. To that is nothing. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> it's just word. I think I, think I could have came up with a better excuse. Like, it's so I really... crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's like, you know, people will rationalize even the craziest thing. And I want you guys to understand, you know how he's rationalized with this? With nothing. He can't <laughs> <Yeah>. offer anything <laughs> tangible or concrete to justify this. This is what the grit, heart, I got a feeling, the it factor, he just got something about him. This is what this leads to. Because everything analytically, everything that goes against the process that we established. Did you see the reports of the all the coaches and coordinators around the league? They are fucking it's yeah. not even not Rightfully even just the black so. and brown ones just like all of any them. of them it's, it's not about big. black and brown like i get people are saying like you know what all the black coaches it's not even about that it's the it's the superseding umbrella circle there are all coaches from all walks of life that have put in in like just massive amounts of hours mm-hmm. just to even get to where they're at right now and the chance it's that he, and the fact that he says at the end of this quote there were no candidates means that Jim Ursay literally lives in an alternate reality. That's all that means. Like, even if he looked at his own staff that he ended up keeping, you're telling me no one on your own staff is deserving of a head coaching job, but they're supposed to act as assistant coaches and be all fine about that, right? Ain't Reggie Wayne on the staff? That's my point. If you want to go after a former player for your franchise who's also going to be a Hall of Famer at the position they played for your team – yeah. Who Reggie actually Wayne. has coaching experience? You have Reggie Wayne crazy. on your crazy. coaching staff. It's, it's, That's it's, what's crazy to me about it. My favorite quotes of this this whole press conference are one. Here's the best quote from Jeff Saturday. Why am I a candidate for this? My favorite Why am I a candidate for this? And why he went into his press conference saying this is beyond me. My other favorite quotes are, yes, he's fully experienced enough. Yes, he is fully capable, followed by, I'm glad he doesn't have experience. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Uh, shit power does do. Shit power does It's It's like Chris Ballard 
I, I, I think Chris Ballard might have checked out. I don't think Ballard had a choice here. I don't know. I would say, but Chris Ballard, like, I just can't believe someone as respected as Chris Ballard looked at this and said, this is our guy. Because <laughs> he didn't. Because he, he, he didn't. Because he, right? he absolutely didn't. He's now, like, if Chris Ballard can get into this situation, I just want to remind you guys, all GMs will eventually possibly be in, in, be in this situation because – Chris Ballard is probably one of the most respected GMs in the league. Yep. Across all boards, trades, draft, everything, player management. And besides the quarterback, I don't know what that's about. That's his kryptonite. But um, (laughs) you look at his body language in the press conference. He looks checked out. He looks like, "I I don't know what you guys want me to say. The decision is made for me. It's all over my head. We have to do it the best we can do moving forward. But now his reputation is on the line. Because Might as well just fire him too. I just that's what I'm saying. I feel like if you're Chris Ballard, if you're just gonna take control, just fire him. Like now, you don't want me to do my job. Just go be Jerry Jones. Just go be Jerry Jones. Jerry's going to run the show how Jerry wants to run the show. Jim Irsay, you clearly want to run the show the way you want to run the show as a good old boys club where you just get all the guys who won for your organization in there for jobs. Go right ahead. You want to go put fucking Joseph Adai as fucking head of player personnel? Go right the fuck ahead. Like, what what are we going to do? What else is going to happen here? Go get Robert Mathis to go be your fucking defensive coordinator. Like, go find Bullet Bob Sanders somewhere. Probably fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Glassbones paper skin himself. And probably still in a fucking full body cast. <laughs> go have him be part of your coach's staff as well, man. Can I give you guys one last quote, which is like for me, like the icing on the cake? And this is how, this is how unhinged Jim Irsay is. He says, Jeff Saturday is the best man for the job. There's no question about it in my mind. I've been around it a long time. The last coach I hired as an interim head coach was Bruce Arians. It was the right coach. Oh, my God. He was the best guy. That's why. There's no other mystery behind it. I can talk about it. First of all, he's extremely tough. He's a leader. When you're looking for head coaches, leadership, the number one thing. That's the number one thing. That's also a toughness level there. Highly intelligent. That's very important. You have to be a great thinker. You have to be able to work with people, open-minded. You have to create a culture that people trust. You have to know the game. You have to get experience. You have to be able to draw from experience. You have to, you know, in your life and come forward and do what a head coach does in this league. It's very difficult, right? Let's um, – I'm going to stop there because it's just a bunch of rambling after that. It's just him it's just, just rambling. Word vomit. Somehow, <laughs> somehow he's likening the Jeff Saturday hiring to when Bruce Arians took over the Indianapolis Colts. Bruce Arians, the Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh football Steelers during one of their most dynastic times in recent here in recent like memory he's comparing bruce arians who probably did one of the greatest interim coaching jobs in the history of the nfl with the yes. Colts. when he had to pick up a franchise when their coach got cancer yep when his coach got to pick up the pieces of that and catapulted him to his career it's just like 
than the Jeff Saturday situation. This is how unhinged <laughs> Jim Irsay is. I just let you guys know, like, it only gets worse every time. With all <laughs> that being said, like, by a billion on Sunday. <laughs> fuck you, sir. Colts by a billion. <laughs> I might just bet on the Colts just because. I might just bet on the Colts just Doesn't because. Doesn't it make all the sense in the world, though? Like, like, I really thought going into this week the Raiders were going to win on Sunday. Now that they have all this chaos going through their organization here in Indianapolis, this has trap game written all you over can't it. Lose. You, no, listen, Ant, you can't lose. There is Jeff Saturday led. We, why not? We we we, we got the we, we, we got, we got Titans back into the season. We got the Jaguars back into the season. Why not get the Colts back into the no, season? No, not with Sam No, no, no. <laughs> not with Jeff Saturday. No, not with Sam Allinger. And and, and all of the coaches on that staff wow. boycotting wow. at the same time. I hope Josh Jacob runs for 500 yards against the Indianapolis Colts. I hope I, I want the Raiders to absolutely smoke the Colts into, like, oblivion. Like, literally. I almost, a, ba- a bad part of me almost wants us to lose because I feel like we're just that's gonna force us to make changes. That's like. the most jet mentality I think I've ever heard <laughs> yeah, out you, of you. you, you <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like sounds like you become the tank commander now, right? Now. So like, like Anthony, have you started paying attention to the draft yet? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, 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 I've been looking at draft prospects and all this sort of stuff. Like, oh my god. I've been, I'm like, damn! I feel like I'm dealing right now. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You understand? Right? You understand <laughs> now? I told you, there's no fun when the rabbits got the gun, right? I, yeah, I'm really kind of at this point where it's just like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Mark Davis has the balls to make any serious moves, especially on McDaniel's. But I just think if it, if we just lose another really embarrassing game, like, just get one more embarrassing one. This would be if it. you lose to the Colts. I mean, what else can what? How else can we possibly embarrass ourselves? We've literally. Bad. We have literally blew three 17 plus point leads to bad teams. I mean, we have two Jet fans here who could probably break it down for you yeah, in some ways. Like you can agree. Yeah, I was like, have you guys butt fumbled yet? No. No. I mean, you've gotten the, you've gotten the, the like, you definitely got this, this, the shitty third screen quarterback that everyone knows is shitty, but we have nothing better. So we're going to root for him. You know, Sam Ollinger, he's the guy that's right there. You know, you also have like, the fan favorite that we know is not the greatest, but you know he's probably the the, the closest thing to reliable, which is Hunter Renfro. And I know how much you hate Hunter Renfro, but that's that's it. You have what we didn't have, which is Devonte Adams. We've never had a, a Devonte Adams like a, Devonte Adams is a transcendent talent. Um, you do have the often injured, possibly good uh, offensive tight end, I I e the Dustin Keller of the. Los Angeles Raiders, which is Darren Waller. Yep. Um, you have that. You have Derek Carr, I think, is better than Mark Sanchez and all those other guys. So, I mean, Derek mm-hmm. Carr is also a very good talent. That no, offensive no, line isn't that. as good as our offensive line was. You know, in that, offensive line in that is era. as good as our offensive line. You have the coach You're- who is like deer in the headlights. What What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know, he could be, you could insert anybody you want. You could insert Gage. You can insert Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles would be my, guys. my choice there. How I missed Rich Versace. You know, How I missed that man. You had your own Louisville slugger who unfortunately got the can today, um, which was John Abrams, who takes probably the worst 
angles of tackling and just basically I've ever to... seen him a, a, a bona, bona fide bum. I'm so glad we got rid of that. Man. What's crazy is Jonathan Abram at Mississippi State was pretty good. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. He Maybe was. he's a defensive coordinator away from being playable. We should All kick right. the tires on him and <laughs> For like no money and see how he does. I, I I really hope no team picks him up. That's yeah, just don't pick him up. Just throw him in the box. They're just like we're just going to throw him into the box. He's just so discount Jamal him. Adams. Yeah, like yeah. he's just discount. <laughs> That's all he has. Killing the Raiders is everything. You hired Josh McDaniels. Like I mean, like there's no reason to. Hire. I think Josh McDaniels might never get a head coaching job after this. That's you hired Patriots guys in positions right. where Patriots guys weren't actually making the decisions. Right. And you're going to have Josh McDaniels, like, he's going to take over a whole draft. And the last time, again, that he had a draft, well. He I drafted mean, like, a quarterback he didn't even want to play. <laughs> you got Demarius Thomas. I mean, he was, you know, DT was awesome in his prime. Um, rest in peace. You know, rest in peace to RIP to DT, but. It's not like even Josh McDaniels' drafting makes you excited for this draft. Well, you have a you have a, the Patriots front office guy running the draft. Yeah. Build it everything. Build yeah. it everything. Like Wait, I, I, know, I know I said this, I know I know I said this last week. We're two and six. This is kind of like life support for us. If we lose, I know I said this last week, but I mean I mean if we lose this game, sit Derek Carr for the rest of the year. I have to. I, I, that and also, I'm just thinking straight about the draft. Like for the rest of the yeah, season, yeah. There's like, no way you could go into I, this week if you lose to this Colts team. Yeah, you have to you start. Have to McDaniel's uh, has to jump ship and just play all the guys that they man. aren't sure on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just in full on draft mode. I'm like, okay, what can we do? Go with get, go get players? Bryce Young. Yeah, Derek Carr's gonna have to go. Just go get Bryce Young. Derek Carr. You guys will be. There's gonna be a bunch of teams that are gonna be willing to take him because he's very playable. It's just this offense stinks. Yeah, and he's going to be one of those bridge quarterbacks. I'll fuck around and bring a team to like, I really think the giants are moving on a quarterback this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if oh, Derek Carr was an option too. too. About that. that's we, we're going to, I think that's we're most likely awesome. put, uh, Josh Jacobs on the trading block too. Well, Josh Jacobs is a free agent. You can't do anything about that. I mean, that's oh, why yeah, you, that's are, right. yeah, and you, you missed the trade deadline, but listen, oh, yeah, that's, that, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. They're yeah. not going to franchise. They're not going to do that. My thing was, and I even think about it. Dylan just brought up a great point. That's a pretty awesome fit. For the New York Football Giants, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is you call you make the call. You say, hey, listen, on the off season, you know, like what's what's going on? We'll take him, and I think that's a great fit for the Giants. I think that's a great fit for Table. Table's gonna love it, and then you're just like, hey, let's go get some weapons. Yeah, let's go fix this line, and let's go get some weapons, and let's let's try to take control of the NFC East. You may be able to offload. Um, Maybe able to offload uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, because make the money, make the money make sense. I think Galladay goes to a different team, though. I don't think the the Raiders would take that. That's because if they're going to get rid of Carr, they're going to go on a rebuild. And they're not going to take a bad contract like that. But I mean, you have to offset the money for the Giants if they're going to do that. You know, like because they can't take on you know Galladay. That's very true. Carr unless unless they took on a, a Chandler Jones contract. I mean, I do that. <laughs> if I'm the Giants, I'll do it. Why not? I'll take Chandler Jones and Derek Carr and give you back, um, you know, like Galladay just to get rid of that. And you can do whatever you want to do with Galladay. Maybe throw even throw. You'd have to give up your first. You'd have to give up your first. Yeah, or second. I think you give up. I think you just have to swing a second. You swing a second. I think that's a perfect. You're giving up a first to go get because Chandler Jones, whether he plays or not, is going to be really good for the Giants, especially with Tibbs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him and Tibbs. 
with Leonard Williams and um, Lawrence and that, fu- that front Dexter court. Lawrence, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and you go get a Jones, man. Yeah, man. I told you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, <man>. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> where did this I season go? Like, where the fuck did this season go? <laughs> Down the drain. The Raiders. The Raiders. I think it all started for me. I don't care what no one says. And the Raiders decided they wanted to get rid of Khalil Mack. It just all. Well, yeah, because after that, no move they ever they did was good. Every draft pick that they had is gone. <laughs> besides Josh Jacobs. And he will be gone. Yeah. Every first rounder that they have is now gone besides Josh Jacobs. It's In that time, really every Khalil Mack pick has been terrible. Uh-huh. You got like, Mayock. Mayock's been Mayock's awful. The fact oh, yeah, I will never, not all I will never forget watching Cleveland Farrell get drafted. I thought that was terrible. I remember, he, I remember thinking he that. He was like day, fifth was like, in his position. That was so terrible. Fifth in his position, but Mayock and Gruden were like, we're going to draft all these Clemson guys, <laughs> it, and we're going to make sure it's done. we're good. It was just like – it was such a Mike Mayock pick. <laughs> I could just hear him in the – like I saw him on the ESPN like or like the NFL Network like telecast, and I was like – I could see him just sitting there telling everyone like, now the guy you want to look out for right now is the Cleveland Farrell. That that kid's going to be great. And if I was the Raiders, I'd probably, you know, that's a sneaky pick. And he's in there probably thinking to himself, "That's right, he's a sneaky pick." They passed on Devin White. Yes. They passed on Josh Allen. Yes. They passed on uh, what's his face in Buffalo, the defensive tackle, fucking ripped to shit. Ed uh, Oliver. Ed Oliver. Bennett Williams. Quick. Qu- Wait, Q, Q, Wait no. no, Q, Q, Q and three. Q and three. Yes, Cleveland went. Cleveland went four, right? They yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, no, Cleveland yeah, four. he went four. They Brian Burns. Brian Burns. Montez Sweat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Rashawn Gary. That's right. That's right. Oh my god. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it was the shock of the draft. I think that's the part where they changed the draft because that's when people because nobody like, was like, oh my god. People why are these like, guys oh, still here? Now our board changes. Why are they still here? Like, you know, like, there's always that pick where the draft changes. We're just like, oh. Okay, the Giants I'm getting bullied into taking Daniel Jones. Telling them to take Daniel Jones. The fact that Dan Snyder was like, hey, man, there's a lot of people who are going to be going after Daniel Jones. Yeah, I remember that, too. <laughs> but then they, they, they took, they took uh, you know, RP, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. I mean, but like, like, like they got their guy, and oh. I knew it. I knew it. I I couldn't know. Everyone from the high hills was telling me how great David Gettleman was, and I'm like, I'm not sure if you. I guys watched David Gettleman ruin the cap situation in Carolina by signing <laughs> Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. I'm like, I, I'm, are you guys not looking at the same guy who was in Carolina, like when he got exited out, like, and everybody said, you know, like. Oh my God! Like you know, David Gallman knows everything. I just remember him saying, you know, if you at number two, you got to get a gold jacket guy. You can't you can't get the quarterback. You can't do it, right? And yeah, Saquon is better than Sam Darnold. He's better than Baker Mayfield and everything like that. But you don't have that high of a pick, and don't go after the quarterback. Even if they all busted, they would have gotten one of these same awesome running backs that you have now. 
and would have at least like had a quarterback that wasn't Daniel Jones. I yeah, listen, man. I they could have actually gone Josh Allen. They could have traded. They could have done a bunch of. They could have went Lamar. They could have went Lamar. Right? Heisman but, winner Lamar. That's why Gettleman doesn't have a job. So I mean, like <laughs> again, uh, you know, the NFL's wacky this year, man. It's the opposite of what everyone thought coming in. Like it's literally the opposite. Right? Best thought. soap opera in sports. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> the Jeff Saturday stuff is just mind blowing. You know what's even crazier? We're gonna have the the man. second season of in season Hard Knocks. Oh, that's right. Who, who's it with? The Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, they don't say the Colts because that's must see television. No, last year, the, last year the Hard Knocks was pretty solid in the mid year. This year, I would love to be a fly on the wall this year because it would be happening like right now. Listen, I think the Jets are going to get it next year. I think oh yeah, the the, they were year. trying to get the Jets it last year. Yeah, it's because the Jets long. said no. It's too long because they're doing their own version, which I do like. One, drive, I love one Jets drive. Yeah, but I mean like. The last time Hard Knocks was like real, I think probably the history. I think it's probably the highest rated Hard Knocks. I think. I, I think so. I believe, you know, oh, goddamn snap. You had man. you Go had the whole way. the whole Revis contract <sighs> negotiations happening, and Rex is like, "I don't give a fuck what you have to do. You go to see Darrell, and you bring him the fuck back." Revis Christ when he came back on the field, bowed <laughs> down to him because his contract. <laughs> you know, everyone remembers get a goddamn. We gotta get a goddamn. Gotta stack. go get a play like a goddamn jet. Get a goddamn stack. I mean, but I don't know. It might not be. It might not be the same. Casala. It definitely won't. Casala is definitely more controlled in what he does. But you'll there's 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 some characters on this team because they would definitely want to if Elijah Moore's not fucking kicked the fuck out of the the locker room by the end of the year. <laughs> but hey, didn't you guys didn't you guys do it more recently, right? Like I feel like you guys were on Hard Knocks like not too long ago. The Raiders were they not? No, no, the Raiders were a while back. It's been a while. Yeah, it was, long it was a couple of years ago. No, it was a couple of years ago. It was uh, Hunter Redfro's. It was Antonio Brown. That was the last time they did. Oh it. yeah, yeah, that fucking dumpster fire, man. Oh, that with the helmet. <laughs> The, and the he got and he got frostbite on his foot. Oh, yeah, that, was oh. Oh. that was disgusting. That was so disgusting oh. to this day. <laughs> Finagled the Raiders. We literally welcomed him with open arms, and he had like a dumbass. And he had oh. no. He, he never wanted Rudy, to be there. He got his Rudy bag. Bending the knee and doing everything. Everything. Oh, everything. That's one of those what is to me. I'm like, imagine if we had. Antonio imagine if Brown. Antonio Brown wanted to play on the team. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do your dance, AB. No, do your dance. That's my that's my guilty pleasure of a terrible song. <laughs> Put that shit um, on. And why should everyone like in this in, in the NFL when they score a touchdown like doing the doing the AV? Like it's like it's it's so it's so hilarious. Um uh, yeah, you know, imagine if gonna... Antonio Brown wanted to play on that football team. Oh my gosh. It, 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 it's when you think about all these teams that have really good receivers, it's like you look the at teams... the Raiders and it's like like you look at the Vikings, for example. You have Kirk Thuggins, he's doing his thing out there with Justin Jefferson, Adam Dillon, those yeah. guys. And now fucking and now fucking TJ Hawkinson. 
life right now. Kirk Cousins oh, is living yeah. his best <laughs> life. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, he's living that life. That's my guy, Cousins. He, 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 he might be most. He might be more slight down than Joe Burrow. No, no, yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. We're not doing that. I did not know that fucking Kirk Cousins was chiseled like that. I was like, yeah, he's yo, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that is a tank. What is <laughs> we need? We need to put more respect on Perk Cousins. It's just <laughs> not not during prime time though, but during these daylight hours. It's, gonna, it's coming. But before we, I, we got to move on to our midseason picks, our midseason awards. But I just want to say, Roz, I do disagree with you because the Colts is racist as fuck. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, mid-season awards for the NFL. Now, I don't know. I looked. I checked in my phone. I did not have our preseason picks for uh, – I think we weren't on air when we did for the preseason picks for MVP and all that for the NFL. So nobody's going to be held accountable tonight, but you will be held accountable tonight. So <laughs> – we're going to do this twofold. Who you think is the midseason MVP and all of that right now, and who you think will win. So, both sides of it. We're going to start okay. out easy. I mean, we're all actually pretty in depth here, but um, doing offensive, I really want to do offensive, defensive rookie of the year, but I already know. Where you two are gonna go with it? No, so let's just. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. You know where one of like you know yeah, the one answer for one of the one of them, yeah. but the other one you don't. All right, then let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Who uh who I've already got my phone is ready. Who who wants to go first? Me, 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 oh, me. Oh, okay, Billy. Off right now. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Damian Pierce. Okay. Uh, will he keep that title? No. Okay. Well, that is interesting. Okay. Who will win offensive book of the year? K9, Kenneth Walker. Really? Yes. Kenneth Walker has like nine touchdowns. No, no, I'm still no, I'm saying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm not I'm talking to you. I'm talking about Mike. Oh. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, no. Kenneth Walker has like nine touchdowns, and he's only played like four games. <laughs> that motherfucker's nasty. <laughs> Kenneth Walker's filthy. Especially the fourth Hall, quarter. He's Hall a beast healthy, in the fourth quarter. I'd be like, no, Brees Hall is absolutely gonna run away with it. But Kenneth Walker, once he got healthy, is a problem. Yeah. We'll see if those games come back to hurt him. Uh, we'll see. Defensive. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Ahmad Gardner, please. <laughs> Ahmad Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Ahmad Gardner. Threw me off for a second. I didn't know who you was talking about there for a second. <laughs> oh, because I went by his government name? I'm sorry. <laughs> he had to earn the name Sauce. I forgot his name for a minute, too. Like, yeah, Ahmad Gardner. Sauce, like... uh, I'm just going to assume. I'm just going to put him in. Yeah, you're smart. Well. Smart man. Uh, it's A H M A D. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay. The, uh, do we want to do offensive? 
player Let's of the do year. It. Just, uh, Let's do offensive it. Offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill. Uh, right now? Yeah. Really? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek is the only receiver for 1,000 yards. He's probably going to have 2,000 yards from scrimmage. He's the fastest player, actually. Yeah. He's going to end up having like 2,000 yards. Would be the first wide receiver ever. Yeah. Um. Uh, didn't Cooper do it last year? Cooper Cup. Did he? Yeah. No, 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 no. But it was, it was, it was, it wasn't during the um. Cooper, that was like an extra game or something like that. Well, yeah, because there's a new game. There's an extra game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it was before. It was like so. Cooper's thing was like an extra game in lieu of the regular season. Like now that this is the regular season. It depends on how you look at it. Like now, yeah, I think I think Tyreek will reach it in seven, in seventeen, in sixteen games, not the seventeenth game, like Cooper did. Uh-huh. The way that offense is, Tyreek's gonna be flying all over the place. So yeah, give me Tyreek Hill, <laughs> and I think he'll uh, he'll he'll stick that around and win that barring an injury. Yeah, it's the only thing I can okay. stop him. Okay, so he will win it also. Just yeah. To yes. Okay. Okay. Defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons. <laughs> Mike, Micah Parsons. <laughs> there's, there's an argument that he should have won it last year. <laughs> he absolutely won it last year. But yeah, no, Micah Parsons, absolutely. Uh, and he's going to win it as well? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Uh, okay, and the MVP. Um, MVP right now. Jalen Hurts. Uh-huh. Right now. Uh-huh. Anthony, don't do that. Right now, Jalen Hurts uh-huh. has been super consistent and played well. Josh Allen just like whatever. And you also said they had a cupcake schedule early on. They do, but here's the thing. They don't give a fuck about cupcake schedule on these awards. (laughs) And if Josh Allen didn't have the stinker of a game he had against the Jets, he would have been my pick there. But he's not good. But (laughs) Jalen Hurts is not going to end up winning it. I think Josh Allen will come back and win it. I I think that Mahomes. No spoilers. Okay. So Dylan is done. Uh, uh, are we doing coach of the year? Oh, I'll go next. Well, are we doing coach of the year too? All right, sure, sure, sure. Go ahead, it's coach of the year. Right now, it's Brian Dable. <laughs> but I'm just gonna put dads. <laughs> it will be Big Bob Sala. Whoa, okay. Oh, Big God. Bob Sala for coach of the year. Okay, oh, that's a bad thing. That's not a bad pick. The Jets the dark, are right now six and three. The dark horse. So we, we just we just seventy two almost a half hour talk about how the back end of their schedule is difficult. Did we not just spend like thirty? I minutes believe about? in Robert Sala. I may be. I'm the only person in this in this podcast who is of Jet fandom who believes in Robert Sala as a I leader of men. I, I thought that I thought he was a great hire. I thought he, what he's doing. Was I great. also thought he was a great hire. I and and, I, and oh, I'm also really, a big fan of... Come on, come on, Ross. No, 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 no. I thought Robin Hall was a great hire. When he got hired, I thought it was a great hire. I just yeah. think it's hard to judge a coach off of three games to start the season <laughs> when your starting quarterback's not healthy, your offensive line is beat to shit, 
and you you have to go against good teams. Like it's okay to let the cookie bake, and here we are. So, and I think he will continue. I think he'll continue, and I, I'm stamping this right now. The Jets will be in the playoffs. Not ruining against. Oh. And if the Jets oh, make right. stamp oh, it. Because I'm telling you guys right now, I've been holding off. I would have waited until after the Patriots game. I'm holding on because we could even if we lose the Patriots game, we can still make the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I've been holding this in for a few weeks. I know you have. I've been baiting you for weeks. You've been baiting me. I haven't (laughs) caught your bait. I haven't. I haven't caught you. You didn't catch me, motherfucker. But I'm here now. Baiting you. This feels like. 2009 all over again. Oh, it feels like 2009 all over again. We can't just accept my the playoffs. It feels like it, man. It feels like it. Nope. It feels like it. I didn't say that. I'm just saying it feels like that type of year where it's like, hey, the defense isn't the thing carrying us, the run game, and then your quarterback not making mistakes. The only difference is this defense is built for these long drown out games and not like, hey, we rely on Revis so much that we have to sell out elsewhere where that team got pressured doing blitz 90% of the time. This team doesn't blitz at all. So there's definitely Mm -hmm. like opposites on it, but like the, the premise is there. Defense run the football and don't make mistakes. This has that written all over all over again and it's it feels good this is jet football like you know how every team has their style of football this is jet football this is how it goes and if they could play jet football the rest of the year they could fuck around and win these games man the it goes back to my chart of the fuck around and find out the more you fuck around the more you're gonna find out and buffalo (laughs) fucked around and found out so it's like, don't be surprised if these other teams fall suit any given Sunday. This isn't the same old Jets anymore. This team is too young and stupid to know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> this team is too young and stupid to know that the Jets are are a terrible organization. Uh-huh. But we come to this this time every 11 years or so in the Jets organization where they just are good for a, 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 a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And this is the first time in a decade where we're not trying to accelerate a rebuild and we're doing it that the right way. And this team is going to be around. Everybody on like the, the average age on this team is 26 or 25. I'm sorry. The average age on this team is 25. Yeah. This team's going to be around a while. Finish, you guys are going to finish the season nine. Eight. Anthony, I don't care what you have to say right now. So I'm muting you. <laughs> it's just, even if we finish nine and eight, I'm okay with it. But. The Jets are making the playoffs. I'm stamping that. And I am living for a Jets-Titans wildcard round. Because nothing in my life would be as fulfilling as this Jets team going into the Music City and putting a fucking beating on this Titans team and watching Mike have to melt after he said, this Jets wide receiver course not as good as the Titans. Oh, there's not a lot of young talent on this Jets team. Blah, 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 blah. Robert Woods is number one receiver on your team. Robert Woods would be covered in sauce, bottled up. Gardner and Reed fucking bottling co motherfucker. I, I am not rooting for that because I care about you guys. Me and Roz have been friends for over 20 years. But I promise you, 
that game will be the end of this friendship. <laughs> it will be, be all over win, lose, or draw. Because as hysterical as Dylan is being right now, don't you dare let the Titans run y'all into the ground in the playoffs. Don't oh, like you guys ran us to the ground last year? Like you guys ran us to the ground last year? Week, I have to sit here. I had to sit here last year. By the way, shout out to us. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, a week, about 15, two weeks ago, about 12 yep. days ago, was our one-year anniversary. So shout out to us. Shout out to us. One so, year? Wow. Yes, we did hit the one-year mark. Uh, Pound goes by fast. You're having some fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that I had- first part when I was playing video games. Yeah, we're like, yes, Anthony, fucking stop. I watched that first episode, and I forgot how literally us premiering is with you not being there and having a picture of Drake as your avatar. <laughs> and we spent the first 10 minutes with Drake just sitting here talking to us. So, yeah, yes, good times. Yeah, man. But I had to sit here and listen to Beat That Ass Naked Dream. If that happens, I'm gonna have it on a loop and I'm gonna just play it over and over. And don't worry, Mike. Because if you thought beat that ass like a drum was gonna end after after that after one Titans loss to the Jets, imagine in a playoff Titans loss. Imagine us doing this podcast where oh, yeah. one of our teams actually wins a playoff game. Oh my! Imagine happened. doing it. Almost happened last year because I if for for a half it looked like the Raiders were gonna do something for a half. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine us doing a podcast where the Jets finally get in and automatically have more playoff wins than the fucking Raiders again in the last 20-something years. Oh, no, I'm going to be quite honest with you. If Insufferable. If Insufferable. the Jets make the playoffs. You guys better hope it's not that road that San Francisco had. If there's a path that's a clear path, I tell you two teams that are involved. It's the Titans and the Ravens. I love if that word midseason. If there's a path, it's there. All I'm saying is, if, I, 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 I just wanted to win seven games. Seven games. Oh, seven games to go to the playoffs. Seven games is seven games. But a lot is, can happen. Is, 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 I'm acting. We're a long way. We are a long way. From a lot can happen. Well, the Jets are going to the playoffs. Jets go to the playoffs. There's so, many, the there's so many brutal road games upcoming, and you're doing all of this stuff. Anthony, your team needs to win games before you can say anything. You are not allowed to speak to me you're not, you're not directly after the Patriots game about you're not, wins and you're, losses. You're not because directly. when the Patriots lose, then you can start talking about how awesome your team is, about how having a winning record is great. Because then you'll be rooting for take flight. Patriots 30. You will be, you will be James Robinson. James Robinson overnight went from being on a team that had two wins to six wins overnight. And you are turned into a winner overnight. It's crazy. And when you made that bet, Anthony, betting your fandom, the the scales of fate had shifted. Whatever was supposed to happen is no longer happening. Wait, wait. 
now you have fate on our side because so they that, want you to be miserable. So that you, list online that's going viral because the dude is like what nine and zero and all the list that I posted last week that you yes. finally decided to to mm-hmm. reference. Yes, he also has New England winning. Do you know how you? But you understand how he got his like his outcomes, right? He didn't go through the schedule and break down each win. Do you know how he got his his outcomes, Anthony? Doesn't matter. You still yes, win. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does matter. You know how he, he got it? Huh. He flipped a coin for every game in the season. <laughs> and guess what? Go tell me how that, that list ends up. Oh, yes, you don't want to say. You I didn't look say. at I literally did not look at the rest of the list. I just saw then, that's your point. fault for being ignorant. That's your fault for being ignorant because that list has the Jets in the AFC Championship game. Oh, no, 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 no. That I do remember. No, the list is not going to be completely right. It's going to fall Oh, no, no, no. You've already said the list is is completely right right now and it's going to follow suit. No, but no, I just said it's going to follow suit. I said it's going to fall off towards the end of the season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go ahead. The Jets are not going to the – listen, I will put so much money on the Jets not going to the AFC Championship. You may want to wait on that until after that Patriots game. Even in this, <laughs> even, I would still bet. You wouldn't do that to a team you're of, rooting for. You put the the Raiders in the Super Bowl after they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope you put your new favorite team in that same type of category. <laughs> Whatever you say. Hey, man, as long as you don't just disappear after that game, Patriots thirty. Because if 30. I know anything about you. It's whenever something gets a little, little crazy, you tend to disappear. <laughs> I, I work every Sunday. Of course, I'm going uh, to no, be gone. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. This has Anthony leaving the group chat written all over it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anthony chat written all over it. <laughs> it's just going to say Enoch has left the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that game's gonna hit zero, and Anthony's just gonna disappear. And he's like, "Nope." It's just like when I entered the the PlayStation party when him and Josh were playing Madden. And he goes, "Hold on, Josh, one second. Kick me out and block me." So I couldn't get in there. Just to our fans that you wasn't here last week, Anthony completely shocked me and James when and me and Dylan that. Jets, Patriots, uh, what's it, two weeks from now? Yep. Um, yeah, two weeks from now. If the Patriots win, Dylan has to go to Anthony's house, apologize to him in his face while recorded, which will also be quite funny. Opposed to if the Jets win, Anthony has to renounce his fandom to the Raiders and become a Jets fan. One of the wildest bets I've ever, ever heard. You left that one part. What else? I have to wear the Zach Wilson jersey on the next part. Oh, yeah. He and, did say and, that, too. And Dylan, I'm going to get that Zach Wilson jersey, <laughs> and it will be here on time. Don't worry. They sell them They sell them locally, so you don't have to go to Amazon or anything. You can just go to the <laughs> store of goods and go Are you going to be in the fold is the question. What are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna be in the fold? Is the question. <laughs> I'm gonna get a white Zach Wilson jersey. 
and I will premiere to go I'm, with the jerseys I'm, that they're five and one in. <laughs> that, that I will, I will buy. I will stand by my side because I know it's not going to happen. I've never again. You shifted the scales of fate. You shifted the scales of fate, Anthony, by you doing that. I just, I did I'm not. Now the universe it, wants it to happen. Because the thing on the Raiders, you're you're putting your Raider fandom. The, the Patriots play a stout defense. They had Zach Wilson running for his life. They know how to pressure that man. They know how to pressure that team. I trust but Anthony. Oh, what happened? And, and plus, at, at the end of the day, the Patriots had to win anyway because I already put a previous bet that they're going to sweep the Jets. So, I mean, it's just me doubling. What happens if the Patriots play Zach Wilson that played on Buff played the same way in Buffalo? They still win, just not thirty to thirteen. You okay? All right, so we're gonna ignore the way the defense played. Had Mac Jones. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna ignore doing how you doubted that the Bills were going to? Here's the thing. I'm glad I was wrong there because that gives this young dumb team all the confidence in the world going into a bye week against a team that they. Why do you keep mentioning the bye week? The Pats don't have a bye week either. (laughs) Like the Pats also are going into a bye week. They're the Pats are going into too. a bye week, but they don't have that juice that you get after beating the best team in the conference. Don't undermine that win, Anthony. I know you predicted the Jets I'm not, to win. Wait, that, of course I'm not going to undermine But, but that is – name a team who has a better win than that this year. If the Titans had beaten the Chiefs, I would have said I, I didn't ask you uh, maybe. I asked um, name a team that has a better win. I said Buffalo at Kansas City. That was a good win. That's that a good win, really but it's better than the the six and three Jets it, who aren't no, supposed to be here beating well, the Buffalo no, but, Bills. No, but no, no, but that's why I said it, it, it's it's not as good because it is the Jets. No one expected the Jets to win that game. Well, except me, but every, no one expected the Jets to win. No, Joe Namath, but Joe Namath picks the Jets every game. <laughs> he's a he's a fucking <laughs> Jets legend. Okay. <laughs> No, there is not a single person in any. There's not a single person in any sports talk show, in any talking heads, any NFL coverage that picked the Jets in that game. Nope. Nobody. They were. That is the most unwinnable game, according to Craig Carton. The most unwinnable game a team has ever played. That's what that game was. Say what you want, but there's not going to be a team that's going to be coming into their first game off the bye week with as much juice as the Jets are going to have. Got to win. And that's very true, and you have to win. And I think winning in MetLife would have been cool. Winning at Gillette would be unbelievable. You guys on a 13 game losing streak. And and guess what? We haven't lost an away game. It's going to start with with your road schedule coming up. It's going to start we very soon. Not lost an away game. At New England, at Minnesota, after, at Buffalo, all those games are L's, L's, and L's. You can also your last, say your, you your last lost an away your, game. your last two games of the season are on the road. At Miami and at Seattle, both lost. Both are going to be L's. You're not beating Anthony, either one of those you need the to change your tone how you're talking to me, <laughs> Mr. T-Flight himself. Because after this Patriots game, you're going to be rooting for the Jets, and you're going to be like, oh, no, nah, we're going to go to Seattle, we're going to poop Patriots. on them. 
Patriots 30. Seattle Jets hasn't played 13. a defense the way that plays Patriots defense. Patriots 30. Jets 13. All right. Patriots 30. All right. Let's, let's, because we, we are, we have taken this football segment to the extreme tonight. Yeah, fully taking advantage of of James not being here. Anthony, Anthony watch your mouth when you're talking about bum, your team. bum ass Jets. <laughs> Again, talk uh, to me when the Raiders win games. Talk <laughs> to me when the Raiders win games. Anthony, who is the offensive rookie of the year right now? Kenneth Walker. Okay. Who is going to win the offensive player of the year? I'm going to stick with Kenneth Walker. Okay. Okay. I have no problem with that. Who is the defensive rookie of the year right now? I got to say Gardner. Oh, look at you. Can't deny him. I I can't. Who's going to win? Tariq motherfucking Woolen. How does he spell his last name? W I W H O O L E N. No, no H. No, no, there's no H. No O O L E N. Uh, all right. Offensive player of the year right now. Offensive player of the year right now. I'm going to say Stefan Diggs. Who's going to win that award? Derrick Henry. Well, I hope you're right. Who is the uh, defensive player of the year? I'm probably going to have to roll with Michael Parsons. Uh, Are you also picking him to win? I am picking him to win. Okay. Uh, MVP. MVP, I'm going to I'm going to stick by Josh Allen. Right now? Yeah. Okay. And who's going to win it? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> Anthony, really quick, do you still think the Chiefs are going to win only eight games? <laughs> so, Ross, who's your uh, defensive player of the year? Before you answer that, Ross, Anthony, who is the coach of the year? Oh, coach of the year. Coach of the year. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, and who's going to win the award? God, what's, what's the name of the Eagles head coach again? I keep forgetting his damn name. Nick Sirianni. Sirianni. Nick, Nick Sirianni, yeah. 
Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you was gonna ask Ron something, or hey. no, no, no. We, 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 we was we, just we, deflecting, we. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir. Facts and stats it should, be, it should be very, should be very easy for you. Uh-huh. Who is uh, who is the offensive player of the year in your opinion right now? Offensive, offensive rookie, player. rookie or player? Offensive oh, rookie. rookie. Offensive rookie of the year right now. Me, Damian Pierce, right now for me. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, continue playing your Derrick Henry highlights. It's okay. We- no, it's a random, it's a, it's a random <laughs> YouTube. It's a random YouTube video <laughs> in the back for one Jets drive, and it's a commercial. <laughs> too many times. Too many here. times. Too many times. Um, who is going to win offensive rookie of the year? Um, probably Kenneth Walker. I'd say Kenneth Walker at the pace he's going. Okay. Who, uh, defensive rookie of the year? Right now. Right. Um, Tariq Woolen. I think he's I think he's defensive rookie of the year right now. Good choice. Some good choice. Unbiased opinion to me. Uh, who's going to win it? Probably sauce. I say sauce. Yeah, suck me. Suck me, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Suck me. Suck me. You and you. You and you. You Suck me. You're like, oh, I'm biased. I'm just sitting there, just like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. (laughs) Rod, you totally set that shit up. You played that. You totally fucking played that. You like fucking fiddles. Fiddles. (laughs) I think it's sauce. I think it's sauce. I think um. Uh, I wonder why it's sauce. No, no, I, I'm gonna tell you why it's sauce. Awesome. Yeah, because Willard didn't cause just because awesome. somebody didn't just because Tariq didn't just shut down. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, continue my back. Sorry. It's, it's just it's just tough because um, I think about a touchdown. The New York market plays a huge role into this, and the mm-hmm. amount of you know like exposure sauce is going to get. He's like tailor made for being that next Jalen Ramsey type of personality in the, in the league. And while Willard, we've seen it in the past, the NFL does not. Um, heap massive amounts of praise on the quiet guys that are just doing their job, as you see, because no one's ever talking about DJ Reed being possibly in the running for defensive player of the year, and he's arguably the best cornerback right now in football. Period. He's like, forget about Woolen, Sauce. He's arguably one of the best cornerbacks in football. You hear nothing about it, but that's what I'm talking about, because Sauce's personality just comes through. Like kids want to wear the sauce bottle and be sauce, and you know, like he has that look and that feel in this New York market. So I think, um, you know, Willen Willen has a chance to win, um, definitely. And I think at the end of the day, if Sauce plays at the same clip, I think Sauce wins. That's my rationale. For so before we continue, really quickly, I would just like to say Tariq Willen also doesn't move from his spot. I mean, he plays. He, sauce does. 
That's the Richard Sherman argument, right? It's the, exactly. It's the uh, that is the, the Richard Sherman. It's the Sherman versus we'll Revis argument. All, we'll be here all night talking it's about. The, I know that's what I'm saying. It's the it's the Sherman versus <laughs> Revis argument. That's why it's very tough for me to like. I really like Tariq Woolen. I think Tariq Woolen is really really good. But it's that thing where it's like, hey, Sauce is following dudes uh, across the field. He's moving from his spot and he's playing ISO ice up man coverage. To do it, and he's doing in in so man coverage. I think he's got a QBR of like twenty six point nine. Zone coverage, I think it's like forty four. And he's locking these dudes up. Tariq Woolen is doing a good job on his side, at the same time. But it's I, like I would argue with you, Dylan. He's shutting down one side of the field. But oh. Sauce is shutting down whatever side he's on. It's so it's that's where on. it's different. <laughs> that's where this it's is the different. hardest one, though. This is it's hard, but then it goes to it goes honestly. to your market, and that's where Sauce is going to dominate. And then it goes to your resume, and you can say what you want. He shut down DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins still had a touchdown and a bunch of yards at the same time. Whereas yeah, the the hop he had to work for them. He had to work. But then let's go talk about Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill. Let's go talk about Stephon Diggs and Jamar Chase. And Mark um, Andrews, Cortland Sutton. You know, you keep throwing that Mark Andrews out there. He, 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 he was primarily on Mark Andrews. He game. was on Mark Andrews that whole game. Yeah, that that one is, I think, the most impressive. That's one a legitimate. The rest of ones. And he had a PBU in the red zone, in the end zone with it. Yeah, that's my thing. I think that's people will talk to the Chase, the Diggs one now, and maybe even the Tyree Kill one. But for me, the most impressive one that he did was against Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews has not only weight on him, he has also like the ability to be put in specific places that he in line, he can, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of like keep track of him, but you know, and Lamar as well too. So yeah, it's going to be a good argument, but like there's a lot in sauce's favor here, a lot in sauce's favor here that Woolen won't get. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I think Sauce might take it only because of the market, but Willen Willen is no slouch. He's he's none. He, I, easy, I won't say that. Easy, easy go either way. I would say it's pretty hard. Uh, offensive player of the year. So this for me is actually a little bit um, a little bit more clear the way it's kind of saved up right now. That Josh Allen injury is huge, um, only because they might manage him, and to see how he's going to be. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Right, right now, right now, it's, it's for me. It's Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is the is the is the. Uh, wait, we talk about offensive player or MVP? Offensive player of the year. Offensive, so player. offensive player of the year. Both. Offensive player of the year is is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is offensive player of the year. Who's going? He's to, doing who's is going ridiculous. To, who's going to win? Now here is my dark horse. I think, um, I think winning the division is going to be an interesting thing here. I think with Malik Willis at the helm, if the Titans win this division and they start winning, I think Derrick Henry is going to be the guy that does it. I think he puts the team on his back. Derrick Henry is going to be Offensive Player of the Year if they if they win that division. It'll be because of Derrick Henry and no one else. There's nothing else in that team. Why are you giving me thumbs down? Tyreek Hill has like two thousand yards in like five weeks. Like that's yeah, like Tyreek obviously, <laughs> Tyree obviously the offensive player of the year. Like that's year. a bad pick or something, yeah. Anthony. Like <laughs> the offensive year right now. Uh defensive player of the year. That's Michael Parsons. 
<laughs> Clear cut, like that's it. Uh, who's going to win it? The same man is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, MVP. MVP right now. I want to go with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, who's going to win it? I think Pat Mahomes wins that again because I don't trust Josh Allen's arm. I think he's. I think they're 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 bracing everyone right now, and right now they're just trying to figure out what the plan is. But I think they know what's what's going on. I think they know it's more serious than they initially thought. So I think Pat goes ahead and, and gets that. Coach of the year. Uh. <laughs> So this is hard. I know where he's going. The coach of the year. Who's, who's the coach, the coach of the year right, right now? The coach of the year right now is Brian Dable. There's no reason the New York Football Giants should have the record that they have with the talent that they have. There's no reason why Brian Dable should have that team at this particular juncture with that record. No, no way. There's no way, especially with guys like Micah Parsons and all that stuff roaming in their backfields and AJ Brown. There's no way. No shot. Um, who will win it? Who will win? Sirianni will win it. Um, because no disrespect to Brian Dable, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that a guy who's undefeated right now doesn't deserve to be coach of the year. I don't care. Any given Sunday, all that stuff happens. You're still winning games, and you know they don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. Uh, would you also like to stamp that your Jets are going to make the playoffs? No, I'm not going to stamp that. The Jets <laughs> Mike did that on purpose. You still did that on Mike purpose. Mike knows what he did there. <laughs> he knows exactly <laughs> what he did. <laughs> ask him next week. Ask him after the Patriots game. One thing I want to say is I'm going to stay consistent. My thing is once the Jets get to the seven-game threshold, then it gets fun. So the faster they get there, you know, like – this the this starts being this starts the the fog starts to clear for me mentally, the stats start speaking a lot more louder. You're already at seventy two percent, but still, things are not guaranteed. I'm not going to give you a stamp on the Jets making the playoffs. I'm going to tell you that the Jets have exceeded my expectations. Most definitely, I will stamp that wholeheartedly. I did not expect them to be at six wins this quick in the season. So, so what's seven wins? You will. That's when we'll, we'll get. We'll get. That's, that's when. That's when things get clear. Because for me, I feel and like you're three. You know, you're three wins away. Yeah. Well, it depends. Depends when that when that seventh win comes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The seven game so is a determinant factor. The Jets could. You're saying there's still a chance the Jets could lose every game for the rest of the year. Is that what you're saying? There's a chance any team can lose the rest of the, <laughs> teams the rest of the year. Maybe that was they're going to be the response. The Jets are not absolving that. If the Jets beat the Patriots, do you have the? Will you? Will you? Will you stand them in the playoffs? Right? The Jets are at seven. If the Jets beat the Patriots, that means the Jets are at seven games. That means the Jets have literally, um, at worst, right now, um, a split with every single team in the division. That is always and has always been a recipe for the playoffs. If you split in your division, 
that means that the rest of the teams and the rest of the games are not people who literally see you every day in a game planning against you all the time and know your tendencies. And you could steal, right? If, just think about it. You have, what, two, four, six games? That means you win three of those games, so half of those games you win. That means 14 other games are going to be, as far as parity is concerned, it's a little bit more parity somewhat in this league as more than normal, I would say. Um, yeah, the Jets can steal another six to seven games outside of that. They just have to win half of the games that they play outside of that. So, yes, we will talk about playoffs once the seven game hits. And no matter when that seven game comes, it'll make it very clear for me, you know, whether it happens at the end of the season and they're mathematically out or they happen to do it earlier and their games to play, it kind of really opens the door in the 17 game season for me. Fair enough. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 I, I, um, I always provide you with context <laughs> and background and meaning. I'm not just going to say no. Of course not. You not know. I'm not going to be a dentist and continue to pull these teeth. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> uh, I We are pretty much in lockstep for most of these awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, although for offensive work of the year, I have it flipped. Uh, I, yes. I, I think Kenneth Walker's done enough to be, to win it right now. But mm. I don't think he's going to maintain it, and I think Pierce is going to catch him and pass it. I mean, Pierce had dark horse I Chris mean, Olave. Chris Olave is a dark horse. Chris Olave absolutely can win it. I, you're uh-huh. absolutely right. But the Saints have to. Uh, the Saints have to. He has to throw up a bunch of like a few hundred yard, two touchdowns. Yeah, because Kenneth Walker just eating eat touchdowns. He's just eating. I expect that to slow down. I, I just he can't stay at this pace. I just don't he think he'll stay at this he, he, He's I mean, he's gonna be rested. He's very good. He's very good. But I, I just I don't think he will. I think Damian Pierce will continue to just do enough to win. So I have it with that Walker with it right now. And I have Pierce winning it yeah. at the end. Uh, I also I have like Roz. I have Tariq as defensive rookie of the year right now, but I do think Sauce for pretty much the reason yeah. you said he's, he's in a bigger market and Tariq never talks. So the NFL needs and, that though. They really do. And, and, S- and Sauce I, gets I Johnny ice Jets, cream every week. <laughs> I have a feeling the Jets are going to have eight or nine wins. So it. But I will say this. Don't let Seattle win that division. Oh, they will. Yeah, they're going to win the, that division. That division is terrible. Eyes, the eyes will start to creep over there, and more people will see him. So I think that that race is not over. Oh, you missed the category. Lost. You missed the category, and I what? wanted to say that ties into exactly what you're saying, and that's comeback comeback player, player of the year. year. Yep. Now, that's tricky in football. Well, I mean, it's not it's tricky, Ooh, but it's, I mean, it's a one man race. Wait, did you do coach of the year? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh. Yeah. No, I hey, Mike. Oh. We're getting there. No, I say for Mike. We're getting oh. there for Mike, oh. but oh, okay. I'm just saying there's a category that we can. Yeah, but for comeback play of the year, it's a one man race. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's absolutely a one man race. It's Geno I mean, Smith's race. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, really Listen, I think that he's certainly, he's certainly is running away with that, no pun intended. But, I mean, like, Gino's not – Gino's my dark horse for comeback player of the year. 
because he was nowhere last year. <laughs> who who was, else can win that? Who else can win that? I mean, like oh, Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah, Saquon can win Saquon. that. But Saquon, I mean, Saquon's I think, my lead for comeback player of the year. I think right they'd now. give that so, to the quarterback. Yeah, Geno Smith's gonna win that shit. But I think Saquon literally coming off that. I think I think Saquon is running away with that. No, yeah, but it's no, no. If, no. if you could give an award to a quarterback, that's who's getting it. Yeah, yeah. Gino, 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 Gino's right behind it. Gino, Gino's, Gino is like. It's if there was a award for like most unexpected, <laughs> because the problem is weirdest giant, year vet to win a job and win the division. Because the thing you is, know, the Giants, the Giants are eventually going to hit a plateau, and then I could see the Seahawks. Ah, still the Giants' continue. schedule doesn't it slows down. The Giants are going to walk into the playoffs. Yeah, the NFC is pretty bad. Their 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 schedule, the whole NFC East schedule is is just bad. Like if the commanders can figure it out, there's going to be a problem with playoff seating because they're all going to end up walking in. Like Saquon, Saquon's my guy right now, but I think Gino, if at the clip that he's playing at right now, is going to win that and would be a dark horse candidate also for MVP. But Mike, yeah, I'm going to let you finish. Bro, they try to ride him off. They, 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 they he was writing back. Exactly. He wasn't back. Did they write Saquon on? Did they write Saquon on? They did. But did he write back? Nah. Exactly. I mean, Those everybody guys, wrote man. Gino off. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> At least with Saquon, you're like, okay, kid's fucking super talented. Hopefully he can stay healthy. <laughs> he's He's all their offense, man. He's literally yeah, Kenneth Walker is like a great talent and he's, you know, like but Saquon Barkley is the entire offense at this point. Mm-hmm. You know. Daniel Jones can run too. Yeah. Saquon is the entire offense. Saquon is the entire offense. I'm gonna say he's the entire offense. Like Dan Daniel Jones running bootlegs and in twenty fifteen yards. If Saquon goes out, that team crumbles. That team is done. That team crumbles. Finished. Would you trust the Seahawks with Drew Locke? No, I wouldn't. But no. I know at least you can hand the ball off to Kenneth Walker. And throw to DK Metcalf. <laughs> throw to DK Metcalf. I don't know about all that. But I definitely hand the ball off to Kenneth Walker. No, but you could do these things. You could chuck up to DK and he has a 50% chance of coming down with that ball. <laughs> you start you start getting into Richie James territory as your number, you know, like in guys. Day. Nah, man. Saquon's that whole offense, man. Uh I really, really, really want to pick AJ Brown for Offensive Player of the Year. That's not but a bad pick. It's it's just hard when there's like six numbers. other receivers that are doing better than him at the same Tyreek, time. Exactly, Tyreek's numbers are just don't don't forget that hamstring. It's just too much. No. I really, I really want to give AJ Brown some love, but I can't. It's it's. Tyreek's I figured game. you'd be a little bitter. Yeah, you made fun of y'all. I'm very bitter. I'm very bitter. But I'm but oddly, I'm not mad at him. I'm not I mean you mad should be at mad at him after he's tweeting during that game, ain't nobody getting <laughs> open. <laughs> he he is rightfully so pointing out yeah, Is that an insult though? How it's like how ridiculous how he carried our offense. He's pointing it out. It, I'm mad because he threw a temper tantrum and all tense he had to do was say, Be quiet, here's your money. Now you like all I had to do was pay him, and they just would not do it. 
I, I'm not mad at AJ Brown. I'm not mad at AJ Brown. I'm not. Um, Tyreek Hill is it right now. Um, I, 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 I feel like he might still carry it on. If he gets to that 2,000 yard mark, it's going to be very hard not to give it to him. It's two was looking good. That's still find a way to give it to a quarterback, trust me. I'm going to go with Tyreek to win it. I'm going to go with him to win it. Offensive player of the year is that one award you can ignore quarterback on because the quarterback award is MVP. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because last year they could have gave it to a quarterback and they gave it to Cooper. But it was clearly Cooper, though. It was clearly Cooper Cup. Yeah, triple crown. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, he should have won MVP too. Yeah. Who won MVP again? Rodgers. Oh yeah, it was Rodgers. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, Rodgers had a sickening season though. I can't even front. I mean, Cooper he Cup. Didn't any, he didn't throw any picks, but I mean, Cooper Cup absolutely could have won it. Aaron um, Rodgers, the king of throwing the ball out of bounds, that's why he doesn't <laughs> take chances anymore. <laughs> We don't have to talk about defensive play of the year. We all know what it we, is. Yeah. We, we all know what it is. Uh, MVP, I don't think Dylan's going to be surprised. Dylan knows who I'm going to pick. I've been screaming this for a month now, and no one seems to listen. Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league right now. I right have now. the same pick. I can see that. But you just coming. I've been screaming this for a month. You're fu- it's fine. I've been screaming it's Jalen Hurts for a month. But, like, but my <laughs> problem is it's going to be hard to pick him unless they go undefeated for me because they don't play nobody. And guess <laughs> what? Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP. I'm letting you know right now he's going to win Are the Are they going to go undefeated? They're not going to go undefeated. Okay. They're certainly going to go 13-4 and what, four or 14-3, and three, whatever. Or the four losses. They're only going to lose. That's what I'm saying. When you look at the schedule, like, who are the four losses? I don't know. Maybe the Titans? Oh, the, the Cowboys. I, I, see ten, I see Tennessee Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can beat them. Yeah, Tennessee and Dallas. Eight, that's going to be the A.J. Brown revenge game. So, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, the Cowboys. I don't know if the Titans can beat them. I don't know if the Titans can beat them. The Titans can hang. The Titans almost beat the Chiefs. Right, yeah, but the, Phil- the Eagles play different the football. Giants, the Giants can beat them too. Those division games, especially in the NFC East, are Giants the don't. They don't play well against the Eagles. The Eagles have been had the Giants number for years now. Uh, we'll see. We'll I think see. the Eagles team is too good to lose I'll, the Giants. I'll, I'll take yeah. the field. I'll take the field. They're not going to go undefeated. I'll take the field. The but, Eagles are going to destroy the Colts. Yeah, they're gonna obliterate the Colts. And the, and the and the Eagles may put up another five hundred on the Titans. AJ Brown's revenge. The AJ Brown revenge game is gonna be AJ Brown with two hundred and fifty. Like four <laughs> he's gonna be bullying Caleb Fairley up and down the fucking sidelines. <laughs> you couldn't cover me in practice. You can't cover me in the game. Who's the Eagles oh. next game? Aren't they playing Monday night against the fucking Commanders? Oh god! Yeah, the Eagles' schedule is so sickening. Like, oh my lord, that's the Monday game. I thought tomorrow was gonna be bad. I don't think. I think the way I look at it, they they definitely have the ability to win every single game in front of them. Like, they're not gonna play a challenge until like Dallas. Yeah, 
And maybe and the then Titans. again in the playoff, that's ha- Dallas. Maybe the Titans. In San Fran. Maybe. Uh, coach of the year right now, I have Roz's favorite coach in the world, in the league, Dabs. But um, I don't even remember this dude's name. But I'm picking Minnesota's coach to win Coach of the Year. That's a good pick. Oh, good pick a, what's That's his name? Again? Oh, it's, like Kevin, it's like Kevin something. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from uh from the, the Rams, Browns, right? Go for the No, I was on Twitter earlier, and they're like, "Are the Vikings the the one seven one team that nobody absolutely gives a nobody, shit about? Nobody talks about them. But I it's, think it's, it's because of Kirk." It's because of Kirk Cousins, because man. All, because all of we, none of us trust him. None of none us of trust us. him. <laughs> I do. I'm on my fantasy team, so I trust him. Yeah, until he plays prime time, you're gonna be looking for any way possible to get him out. But that's, <laughs> that's why I have Garoppolo on the back. Garoppolo's not a great one to have either. Matters, and it's not just about stats. He plays an actual game that matters. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. That's why I'm like I'm hoping that Jets Vikings game gets flexed. I'm whole like I nothing would make me happier than playing fucking primetime Perk Cousins. <laughs> Cuz they're going to he's gonna be like, "No, Kirk, you took the Perk before the game. You're supposed to take it after." <laughs> and he's just uh, behind the center just like <laughs> <laughs> that would crap out of me. Uh, yes, me too. But hey, Florida we'll State going Dalvin Cook. Steve Sauce can do it. And that is our football midseason predictions. Does anybody want to uh, make any uh, superb owl picks, or we gonna wait to the playoffs? Give me about four weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm good right now. I don't know what's going on in the NFL, so I'm good. It's a lot of that. <laughs> I know you watch a lot of it. <laughs> be me. Actually, I don't. I work Sundays, so no. Nah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to throw this one to Dylan. Set up. Well, look before we get to uh, Kyrie Irving and the Nets, just Nets drama. We'll just put it that way. Nets drama. Uh, yeah, the NBA. Do I'm just throw this question out there? Do we believe in the Utah Jazz? I don't know. It's just like the OKC Thunder. Like, they're just like the Thunder. The Thunder was out here beating teams. You were like, oh, man, like, here we go. The Thunder, you know, like. Shai Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, but this iteration sports, of the like, Jazz is a little bit different than those Thunder teams. Because those Thunder teams are actually bad. That Thunder team is actually uh, bad. This 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 Jazz team is beating teams. And I that's what's weird about it. it. I don't know if you they got players on that team. I don't know how Very much good. I trust them this season, this early into the season. I would like to come back to this in like 15 games to see where we're at. But like no, the way Laurie Markinen is playing, he's playing, like he's playing completely like different basketball. And we all knew that Colin Sexton was a fucking dog he's on at the same too. time. He's on, absolutely on a revenge tour. Jordan Clarkson's balling. And then you got THT, who's also playing well. Uh-huh. THT is playing very well. And Jordan, like you said, Jordan Clarkson's getting buckets. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're a bunch of 
B players playing very well. And they've got uh, market. There are a bunch of B players and marketing's playing like a B plus, A minus. They're the Knicks from a couple years ago. Like, it's just a bunch of pieces and one guy is really playing above his head right now. And it's fun. But I think it's sustainable. I, I really think the Utah team is I think they're well coached. Oh, yeah. They're a well coached team. I think they're well coached. I think they're well coached. Yeah, they're, they're a well-coached just... team, and they're not. They're playing within themselves, and they're playing uh, selflessly. And that's as a, a young team, the most important thing you could do. I wish a team like the Thunder could do that because they don't do that really, really well at all. Or a team like the Magic, where the Magic are kind of just like relying on Paolo to figure <laughs> out life for them. If that kid is nice. He's so good. Him. He's so good, man. But you have to play within yourself. You have to play the way the coach is designing for you when you're that young. And then you have teams like Cleveland, where Cleveland young, full of great talent in your Evan Mobley's, your Jared Allen's, your Donovan Mitchell's, Donovan Mitchell is playing on – Believable basketball, and this looks like one of those trades where it's like a win-win, mm-hmm. where you never get the perfect win-win trade in NBA, where it's like okay, you end up getting Colin Sexton, Laurie Marketing onto this Jazz team, and they're winning basketball games, and then the other team gets <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, and they're winning basketball games, and everybody's just playing good basketball, playing within themselves, and they're all well coached, they're all buying into this this culture of teams that that they're going into and it's like okay this nba is filled with young fun teams speaking and of utah god <laughs> speaking of utah players uh Timberwolves, i don't really know about them right now <laughs> yeah me and mike were talking about this before the uh we got on the pod where he was like Are we, did anybody talk about how the knicks beat the timberwolves yesterday i was like yeah but the timberwolves stink <laughs> 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 they are extremely disappointing right now. Like, one of you should mention that uh, while we were on, I got a text from Brandon who wanted me to make sure that I let you guys know that he said the Timberwolves were going to stink, and they did. So that, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon literally texted me was like, "Make sure you tell them the Timberwolves stink." So yes, Brandon, the Timberwolves right stink right now. You are right; they, they stink. And do you know who I blame for it? <laughs> Is it the guy that's out with COVID, that, that illness that doesn't exist? Oh, no, no, no. He, he's, he definitely stinks, too. But he hit a three the other night. You saw that shit? What? It was everywhere. Yeah, Rudy Gobert hit a fucking three the other night. Oh, Lord. And I was, like, shocked. But, no, I blame D'Angelo Russell. Oh, Dylan. Come on. I hate D'Angelo oh, Russell. You do. I, I, but I'm Sounds consistent. like a personal thing. I've, I've been consistent. Because his style of basketball doesn't contribute to, to winning. Despite all he did in Brooklyn. Like, I don't think his style of basketball contributes to winning. He has no control over pace. He doesn't have any situational awareness. He doesn't he, – he plays the game at one speed always. One speed. He doesn't slow down. He doesn't speed up. He's just at a constant five. <laughs> and he doesn't play any defense. He's a constant five. He – he doesn't have a skill set where he could like go and create his shot really, really well. Like he can get to the basket. He can get to the basket, but he's not. He doesn't finish strong. He he has a, a mid bag, solid three point shooter, but like 
if you need a bucket out of him, good luck having him get it himself. He is a very he he's a bottom tier starting quarterback. Not quarterback. Bottom <laughs> tier, bottom <laughs> tier starting. Quarterback. Yeah, and that's bad. It's not bad because a lot of teams don't even have that. Yeah, but if you have a bottom tier starting point guard, the, st- the point guard like in today's NBA is like rather important. Uh-huh. So if you have a bottom tier point guard, starting point guard, then it's like, all right, well, you might as well just not have any point guard, <laughs> or you have a backup. <laughs> like that's where that's, that's been my sense, yeah. that's been like my D'Angelo Russell take forever. That's why it's like, hey, when he was at his peak in Brooklyn, trade him, trade him because he'll never be better than he is right now, never, and you'll get something for him. That's so why I was with me when that's why I said with Julius Randle, he's never going to be better than he was <laughs> in the year the, Jet, the Knicks made the playoffs. He'll never be better than the year he, that he was. So trade him, get rid of him, get whatever you can. Yep. But hey, it is what it is. I hate D'Angelo Russell and uh, the Timberwolves stink because <laughs> of him. And their their whole starting lineup is just a minus. Their their uh, their plus that's, minus is yeah. all minus. That's yeah, the stat that's, that's crazy. Brandon, Anthony Edwards. That, that Brandon sent me that they're entire. Anthony Edwards realized it in real time at a press conference with Jared Vanderbilt there. And he's like, oh my God, our whole starting lineup is minus. Because <laughs> <laughs> our bench is all plus, but our whole starting lineup is minus. Are, are you guys looking forward to the game today in uh, the clash of the New York Titans? I am. Uh, me and Mike were talking about this. We were very intrigued at this, this iteration. The iteration of this Nets team that's playing basketball right now is like playing a weird like basketball that I'm not used to watching. The game's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just it's gonna be fun to see. I'm, I'm interested. In, I'm interested in seeing how the Nets attack the Knicks defensively because I know. Like, I know every time the Knicks play against the Nets, Kevin Durant's just going to be talking shit to Julius Randle and make him feel like a child. <laughs> and it's just a matter of where's Royce O'Neal going to play? Because Royce O'Neal has been fantastic. Well, he's going to guard RJ. I, but, I don't, but see, I wouldn't put him on RJ. I'd put him on uh, Brunson. Brunson's – I mean, he can guard Brunson. I, 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 yeah. I'd put him yeah, on Brunson to try to force like him to Brunson make bad decisions. Up. I don't know if I like him on Brunson, but I I, I can see why he because he's capable of it. I just don't know. Or oh, he's gonna be the one that you're gonna like. All right, start him off on someone and then switch him to whoever it is. But the yeah. one matchup you have to keep is Kevin Durant and Julius Randle. <laughs> it's the one matchup you have to keep because yeah, so Randle's gonna be in his feelings. As I told Dylan, the Knicks don't have anyone that can guard Kevin Durant because RJ's too small. In a perfect world, I would have RJ on Kevin Durant, but RJ is too small. He can't. He, he's just going to shoot over him every time. So, <laughs> it, it, I would love for RJ to guard him, but he can't. And I wouldn't put him in that situation. So it has to be Randall. And Karen Durant just dribbles and goes by him, and he frustrates Randall. And then, like I told Dylan, for some reason, Julius Randall feels like he has to get him back and dribble, dribble, dribble. <laughs> so, instead of just posting Kevin Durant up, like, Post Kevin Durant up if you're Julius Randle. That's how you get him. But no, Julius wants to be out here. But again, you can't. If you have Mitchell back. Robinson on the floor, you can't post up Julius Randle. Then don't. Then Mitch can go sit down. But who's going to run your center? Is Jericho Jericho Sims going to spread the floor? 
who's who am I afraid of on the Nets as a big? Who am I afraid of? Well, depends if Kevin Durant's going to play the big or not. Ben Eventually, ben, 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 leave Ben alone. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Claxton, man. I I want to. I I'm a big Ben Simmons fan, so I'm. Are you? You might be I, the only I, one. We're sitting here waving the pom poms, trying to be like, it's okay, guys, just wait. Just let him get get in the shape. Definitely not okay. He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. (laughs) What do you mean he's not ready? He had all this time to get ready. (laughs) I wonder who said he wasn't ready. He's not ready. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who said he wasn't ready. No, but but and also the Nets aren't wrong for trying to trade him right now either. Yeah, They're absolutely not, not wrong was, for trying to trade him. Cut your losses. Yes, they are. Cut They're not losses. wrong for it. We're like eight games into the season. They're already yeah. trying to unload it. That's why I Cut think it's still too early. Eight games into the season. How do you think there's not nothing wrong with that? You know why? I don't think there's anything wrong with it because we're fucking exactly cut your losses and try to get something that's going to actually contribute. But you you just said give him time. How do you say exactly? You like if he's going to be there, give him time. If he if you're going to try to move him, move him. Cut your losses, man. If your if your plan is to keep him long term, then it's like all right, you have to give him time to get into to like comfortable and like mentally right. If he's not ready, and you're like, you know what, let's go and get somebody who's going to contribute to the team right now, then you move him. Yeah, I think I it's think both, yeah, like I'm playing both sides of the coin here. Like there's benefits and like pros and cons to both. But like if you can unload Ben Simmons, they said it was to, like a Western Conference team. So I'm like, all right, maybe you fucking wait till like December and you send him to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, Phoenix. I don't see him in Phoenix. I don't that doesn't work. Well, do you would you trade Jay Crowder? Who's why? not playing? But why, if you're Phoenix, why would you do that? Yeah, but you wouldn't even because know. they're not letting Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder wants nothing to do with the Phoenix Suns. So would but you rather get a guy who can maybe do something, or and get rid of a guy who's literally on your not showing up to practices, not showing up to games, not being involved with the team at all, and eating up your cap space? Yes, I, I mean, yeah. Listen, I I think. I'm just glad that my team is starting to slowly but surely smell the roses. Oh, it's rumbling. What, what, what roses? There's it's not time to blow it up. To yeah, you guys just got waxed. Time to blow it up. I've been saying time. I, I saw a picture of Anthony Davis last night on Twitter, and somebody said Anthony Davis looks like he doesn't want to be a Laker anymore. One thing I've always <laughs> stayed consistent I said you will never get more for LeBron James than you would have this offseason. Everyone said I was crazy. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. He's just going to chase the points total. He's going to check out the biggest albatross contract in the NBA is on its way. I said he, it, everyone still believed that as long as AD got healthy, everything was going to work out. I also said even when he's injured, you still won't get as much for him Back then in the offseason, as you would now, you trade Russ for whatever you can get. That's also still in play now. And what? It's just another Rostradamus moment, man. The Lakers are who <laughs> I thought they were going to be. They literally are self-sabotaging themselves and are fighting to just not take off the Band-Aid. Have to rip off the Band-Aid. Now they have diminishing returns for every one of those players that they're going to get. 
if they're going to do it. And now they're, I mean, you you don't have your first round pick anyway, <laughs> like, you know. Like, <laughs> so why? that's why I think I think the Lakers are being stubborn with that. It's like we don't want to be the laughing stock, which you already are. But they're like, we don't want to be a laughing stock. We're going to try to win as many games as possible, just so that our pick can be as low as possible because we can't possibly deal with being a lottery pick with probably one of the greatest prospects that's ever walked through the door and have our chance our pick actually be you know within striking distance with that guy so they're just going to keep playing these guys that the team is not set up to win anything and if you're lebron james what, what do you what are you playing for? i mean he's obviously playing for the points. i mean we know what he's playing for yeah he's playing for the points record but he will he can't sit up there and tell you that the Lakers are going to go to he, the playoffs, make some noise in the playoffs. Like I mean, the he Lakers will. Is, the, Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers need to win some games. The Lakers are at the point where they just need to win a game and just as many games as possible they just need to win. That's what they get for doing Dwight Dirty. Oh, Dwight going to play in China? Yeah. It's not about doing Dwight Dirty, man. It's about Rob Polinka. Dwight wouldn't have done much to help this situation. No, because he doesn't. He doesn't. It's it's a one on one master class in like not wanting to build your team to support what you're trying to do. Like the, the Lakers did the quintessential half measure. We want LeBron James to be here to put butts in his seats, but we don't want to actually put a team around him. Right? It doesn't work that way. Right. If you're gonna resign him, play to win. No, it's and the thing is he's going to be the worst. That's the thing that they don't understand. He's going to be insufferable for the next two years. He's going to be passive aggressive. He's going to literally just say whatever the hell he wants in pressers. He's going to do things that we saw him do when he wants to get out of a place. And it's going to be, oh, man, you know, like, uh, it's all the Lakers' fault for not supporting LeBron James. But he's not going to sit there and be the fearless leader and just take it on the chin and everything like that. He's already started barking. Like, we know that you don't like it in L.A. We know they don't have shooters around you. But what's the point of saying the whole, like, well, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. What are we going to do? Are we going to get shooters or across the team? There's still guys that play and practice with you, right? That's what I'm trying to say, like, there's still guys that come and show and play in practice with you. So unless you're telling them every day in practice, hey, you guys suck. You can't shoot anything. <laughs> What's the point of going to the professor and saying to the media, like, you guys suck and you don't play anything? If I'm a teammate of him, I'm like, you're a coward and you're a fraud because I play with you every day and you don't have that same energy for us in the practice room, but you'll sit here and tell the media that we're terrible. And that you don't need, you don't have to help. Okay, Mike. I don't believe it. I just I don't believe it. I'm telling you, I don't believe it. You don't. I don't think. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I think LeBron James is very methodical in what he does. I think he worries a lot about how he's perceived, and I think he will do whatever it can to make sure that he is determined and seen in the media and everyone's eyes as the victim in this situation. The Lakers didn't do right by me. Right. But here's the thing. Right. If Rob Polina comes up to him and says, we're up against the cap, 80s here. We don't have enough money. You want the shooters that you want. Um, Russ is not just a viable way to do it. We can't we can't jeopardize our future. You know, like 
could you concede some of the things? He's going to say no. And he said no. Right? Why so it's, it's that Well, then if that's the case, then you just lay in the bed that you make. Right? So you, so you want him to take a pay cut because Rob Polinka doesn't know how to manage the team. Oh, he took a pay cut with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, though, right? It's not unprecedented. Well, so He's not playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh right now. But again, like, and why would he take a pay cut on his more than likely last substantial contract that he's been? Oh, but see, I but see, I mean, Rob Polinka built him a car with square wheels. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. So, and so, why but would he LeBron, then, then the same Rob Polinka comes and goes, Hey, LeBron, man, this team's not built the right way. Man. Yo, this you car's not moving little, anywhere. You think you can take a little off the top so we can make it a little better? No, no. But to be fair, LeBron James is a media whore because he also had the opportunity. <laughs> He also he also had the opportunity to opt out and go wherever he wanted to go, right? Did he not? So come out, come out, because he did. And then if he would have left, you know what you would have said? Ron, Ron's just leaving. He's just chasing rings. He has no loyalty. He's doing what he does. He destroys what he goes. No winning. Robs the team of their assets and burns it to ashes. At least. At mm. least he wouldn't be doing it on my team. I think if LeBron was really that big of a media whore, he would have left for the Knicks. LeBron James got broke the points record in a Milwaukee Bucks jersey, or if he brought if he broke it in a Phoenix Suns jersey or a Utah Jazz jersey, more power to him. I would have been like, you know what? Fine. Because like I get it, right? I was begging him to opt out. I was Begging them to trade. You were him. right. I begged them. <laughs> I begged that. him. I said, save us from ourselves because Jeannie and Rob don't have the foresight to deal with a super rebuild. The chance that they did, they bought. And now all the players that they possibly could have had to build a dynasty and add someone later, like a spider or anything like that, they don't because they bailed to get LeBron James in. I get it. LeBron James was LeBron James said that, but LeBron James, who was opting out, is not is the man you see now, right? I would have told him, please opt out. I would have said, if you opt out, not only are you can, I'm not sure you're going to find someone to pay you that money, but if you do, you're you're just going to just go to wherever team. Well, that's fine. We would have, they needed. That's what I'm saying. They don't have the foresight. It's all optics, and it's like. LeBron James could have opted out. He could have opted out. Did you guys hear what uh, John Sally said? That he doesn't think the NBA is going to let LeBron break the record? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? What's, what's the idea behind yeah. yeah. He says He said it goes back to what Phil Jackson told him a few years ago uh, when he ran into him. And he was like, hey, Phil, why did you take Kobe out of that game when he had 81? And Phil responds, some records are just meant to not be broken. And he, because he was like, I believe he would have hit like 104 if he would have just kept going. He was like, yeah, some records just meant not to be broken. And he was like, oh, really? And he's like, the older I got, the more I started to understand. He was like, I don't think the NBA is going to let LeBron James break that record. LeBron will break that record. And I'm like, that's kind of an eerie thing to say. Play the X-Files music. 
right? Like, yeah, no, that's a very eerie thing to say. I was like, are you are you gonna say they're gonna yeah, hurt him? Mom, are they gonna, like, are yeah. they gonna hire someone to dress up like Father Time and hurt him? It's <laughs> gonna be the LeBron commercials. Is LeBron gonna lose in those commercials, and then he's gonna lose his basketball career? <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is LeBron is gonna go out real sad for this um, points record, though. I don't know if that's going to be sad. If you go out breaking yeah. that record, ain't really nothing sad about that. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the record itself. I'm talking about his team is going to go out real sad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the difference between him going out? The, Kobe went out sad? Yeah, Kobe but, went oh, out but, sad. No, no, no. But there's a difference, though, right? Because we went through this already. We went through this talk about the Kobe last year versus the bronze last year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We did this already. Rehashing this again right now. It's not the exact same thing. LeBron James is not retiring a Laker. LeBron he James, does? he's not. He <laughs> said he's not. He's not. Okay. Are we stamping that? He's not. He's not <laughs> retiring a Laker. He's told everyone for – what is this? What, what is this? <laughs> what if so the Lakers find a way to get Brownie? I have to be right on this. Exactly. What if the Lakers find a way to get Brownie? How many times do I want to, do I have to be right on this? Right? Like, like I've called this. I know. Multiple I just like to get you worked up. Like, <laughs> he's not going to retire a Laker. He's not going to retire a Laker. Mike is right. He got his last chunk of the Apple contract wise. So he took it. The Lakers are stupid for giving it to him. Right? But they figured that's the only chance they have of putting butts in the seats during probably tumultuous economic times and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Lakers, as constructed, are not going to win a championship. So that's 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 put that out there. Like they're one of the worst offenses in NBA history in the first what, like six or five games shooting. LeBron James is shooting 21% from the three-point line. Here's the funny part. That, oh, my Lord. Now, that one time you ever hear LeBron James tell you that he is bad at shooting, but everyone no, he, around him is he won't bad do that. at shooting, right? He is, he, he is terrible shooting right now, right? Like, he is the definition of washed right now. Like, and, and we don't want to talk about it because he's what? actually – Shooting wise or in general, he's le- listen, in general. Listen to me. Listen to me. Anthony, you're a hater, so everything you guys hate, you get you say is just wrong. I watched a game, and this is like a this is the quintessential snapshot of what the Lakers are now. I watched a game with LeBron accounted for half of the team's turnovers. One man not playing point guard. Accounted for half of the team's <laughs> turnovers. I mean, I watch that every night with fucking Kevin Durant, so I don't know. What half of about. the team's turnovers, but Kevin Durant's not shooting twenty-one percent from the three-point line. That is it's, correct. That's because completely. <laughs> I wouldn't say LeBron's watched. LeBron's, LeBron's watch. out here averaging 24, 24 a game on forty-four percent from the field. Like it's what are you talking about? Facts and stats. What are you talking about? LeBron, LeBron James, LeBron, we are watching LeBron, LeBron Now, if you want to say LeBron can't shoot, his we're, jump we're shot. We're watching LeBron broken. James go to the Twilight Zone. We're watching, we're watching him fade to black right now. So it is happening. Let me see LeBron how many threes a game LeBron's shooting. Like, 
like six or seven. I think he's shooting. I he, I feel like he's shooting more his, his than he's normally shooting. Yeah, he's shooting terrible. Uh, let me go to where's basketball? Right we now? need shooters. We need guys to shoot from the three. But just don't worry about that, me, guys. But, but that I can, I can just shoot as much as I want to. That's not what you said. Though. Oh, I, I told I, you I, what I said. I said the I, I said the sure getting washed. washed. Yes, he is. Oh, he's getting he is. washed. Is he washed? I think I I honestly think LeBron James. What's his game now if he isn't shooting? Because at least last year it was oh LeBron James is shooting. For as a, at a clip that like we you know like at least you know he's his oh yeah LeBron's game. shooting less threes a game this year he's like, just missing them he's, he's just awful <laughs> he's just right now for three ways. it's awful he's, he's not awful. he's not good at three point line but the problem is the problem is that you have like him Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook all shooting like. 30, 28, and 21 from three. <laughs> it's not good. It's not it's good. Like for someone who, who requires the ball so much, it's like his usage percentage and what he's doing, it makes sense that he is still putting up numbers because he is still motivated to do so. I mean, like LeBron James is not the worst player in basketball. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that you tell me how your star player, right, is supposed to be – and we know Anthony Davis is a shell He's of his former self. That's the most the best that's player. That's the guy who's washed. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. But is he washed or is he just injured? That's the guy. Call him what you want. He dropped twenty nine today. He's he's again he he's not the worst player in basketball, but no. he's also not the guy who they signed that max contract to. But exactly, he's the Lakers are struggling because Anthony Davis. Is supposed to be a top five player right now. That's how this team was built for Anthony Davis to be a top five player and the rest of them to follow. And he's not play. He's LeBron is the best player on the team, and that is and, and that is the Lakers' problem. And it's that's not the supposed problem. to be LeBron right now. It's that's supposed to problem. be AD. The torch. If you're looking at LeBron's pass. stats, LeBron's stats are right in line with where he was last year. The problem is if he shoots like. 35% from three, he's averaging 30 points a game again. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, but he's not. But, you're, but again, that's you're only six that's more points that he's, no, 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 he's getting. See, we're not, we're like, not, see, now we're just, like, like, guys, 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 Phil and Mike, listen. Like, it's just, it's just one specific lens that you're no, looking but at. I'm just addressing like, the, the, one, the, the original thing, which was shooting, and he, he's not yeah, shooting well at all, and he's shooting last. But I also mentioned originally that he's accounting for a significant amount of the team's turnovers as well, too. Well, the turnovers are the same. But if you take the turnovers the, lead to other points, and they lead to a loss of possession as well, too. It's not just no. Like, I'm not taking that away. But if we're looking at the like, his stats as a total, they're right in not, line with where they've yeah, been. Yeah, but you can make the same argument that if he wasn't turning the ball over at the clip, he would be. Then maybe he would even have. Extra he's actually averaging that, less turnovers this year than he was last year. Yeah, but that's but that's like saying like I'm not actually like the worst. But, but, we're, but why are we ignoring stats? <laughs> yeah, like you know, like that's what like, we have, Ross. So we yeah, have stats. Stats. I'm not saying I'm not saying ignore the stats. It's like LeBron James operating in the course of the game, as well as like those stats right there. Yes, I said LeBron James is not the worst player in basketball. In fact, he's chasing the points total. He's actually like his usage percentage is. It's fairly high. He actually had to sit down because he was being overused now with his sore left foot recently. Like, I think that's also like a phantom 
a phantom situation. That's a way of load managing. Oh, he's a, he's, he's yeah, no, no. I think it's a load management thing. He's an old I think it's man. a load management thing. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a load management thing. It's fine. Like, you know, like, you know, I, that's fine. Like, that happens and people get load managed. Like, you know, uh, Levine's going to come out and have, like, you know, hey, like, a bruised shin or something like that when we just need to drain his knee a few times and let him sit down. Like, that's going to happen. My thing is, is the Lakers aren't built like you just said, currently for LeBron James to be utilized as the way that he's being utilized. And they're utilizing him in a way where he has to be the best player on the court. And so the ball is going to run through him. He's going to be able to do LeBron James things. But the problem is, is you're going to run LeBron James into the ground. And as you continue to do that, that's when the uptake of, and we're only like 10, 10 games into the season, that's when the turnovers have a chance to really start creeping back up to where it was before, right? So his shooting hasn't gotten better, right? I hope it does. But when you have nothing around him, which Rob Plink is a fool, then where, where, does, where does he go for offense? Himself. Historically, yeah. what, what has he been what, – historically, what has he done when he's been faced with situations like this? He, he doesn't – he just – yep. He goes, he goes to, to the one guy he can trust. Yeah, he's Damn. like, I don't know what these guys are doing. I love Ant. Ant's my man, but you know, like Anthony, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, you know. it's it's hard because LeBron at forty years old shouldn't be your best player, and we can't even appreciate what he's doing. So, for all the numbers that you're talking about, this is the conversation that we have to have, and this is not a conversation that everyone else is having. The conversation is not being said for what you guys are saying. It's not LeBron James is averaging blah 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 for you. Shannon Sharp isn't even talking. Mm-mm. No, and he he's like they're stay he's staying. a huge LeBron fan. He's talking about we don't even know if LeBron James is is even motivated to be on this team anymore. <laughs> it's crazy because unmotivated LeBron's still giving you fucking twenty fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's unmotivated LeBron for the Lakers. It's motivated LeBron for the for his points record, for himself. Right? Yes, for himself. Right, and so you're looking down at another what year. Or possibly two with, with what like the same thing? Like, I don't know what the Lakers' in game is. I don't know what LeBron James' in game is. Why resigning with the Lakers, knowing that they were constructing a team the same way? I don't know, right? I, mean, I don't know why Russ is on this team because they didn't want to give him a first round say, pick. That's why. All I, I can say is that LeBron made it clear when he came to the Lakers that he intended on retiring with the Lakers. All yeah, right. but we all know that wherever Bronny goes, where he's gone. But that, and that's, that's, that's the thing in the room. The, Bron- the elephant in the room is Bronny. LeBron's an <laughs> notorious been, liar. No matter, and he's also <laughs> said that, too, by the way. So if we were going to quote him, he's also said that, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, man. I even think LeBron goes as far as like signing a one-day contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers and retiring. I, I don't blame. Oh, him. Yeah, I could. I could. I, I, could, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he's retiring as a Laker. Like, I don't think he like. Yeah, and that's fine, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He won his. He won his chip for Kobe. I respect the man wholeheartedly. He showed out in that bubble. I don't care what anyone says about the bubble. It's a championship, and not just because the Lakers won, but because tell Jimmy Butler that him. <laughs> Basically, coming out to the world that he deserves to be in those top five, you know, superstar moments by him showing out in the bubble that that doesn't count, you know, you know, tell the tell the tell the the Denver Nuggets that them coming back and embarrassing the Los Angeles Clippers and 
<laughs> some respect on Jamal Murray and, and Joker's name, that, that that doesn't count. Like, you know, like there's a lot of people who establish themselves in that bubble to just focus on ball, you know, like even the Celtics, like, you know, even though they didn't come out and win that, that's when people were like, well, yeah, you know, those, those two guys, man, you know, like. And then they had Marcus like, Smart shoot 13 threes. And they had Marcus Smart shoot 13 threes. You know, it's just unfortunate, man. You know, not to harp on the Lakers too much. It's just like, as a Lakers fan, it's just like, they, I just feel like it's a team without, any direction. Couldn't tell you what Lakers basketball is. They have no identity. Couldn't tell you whether they're going to be good or not. The Lakers have no identity. I don't know what you don't know what type of basketball they're going to play. You don't know who their star players should be. You don't know whatever. Like, you know, let Darmanham start the way you build his team, trade who he needs to trade. That's it, man. Like, you know And I also like I also think that we do need to relax a little. This is what are the Lakers on game eight or nine? Ten. Two and nine? Two and, two and eight. Oh, two and two eight. Two and eight. This is Darwin Ham's tenth game coaching. Like it took Ime oh, until January to figure out what to do with the Celtics. Well, Ime's yeah, situation South, but, was different. So yeah, but the Celtics did start off two and eight, though. No, let's let's not completely bury them yet. Has Russ not looked better since they moved him to the bench? No, I think that's a great move. No, he yeah. has. I thought, I thought that was a great move. It was, yeah, always, so, it was always a great move, but you just had to get Russ to do it. Get some time. I that's think good. somebody – I was watching yeah, – two and eight is not a good somebody, start. Yeah, yeah but you can always turn games, it around. Like, that's not – that's it's too many games, games in the season to win something. For them to not get to ten, to the 10th seed, like, it's okay. It's okay. Relax. I was listening to somebody on TikTok, and they were like, Russell Wilson – not Russell Wilson, fucking Bob. Russell Westbrook <laughs> – is That's a right. uh, floor, <laughs> not a ceiling raiser. He's like, you put Russ with a, a, bu- a group of guys that are just like, all right, and can hoop, he's going to make the floor higher than it should be just by being on the floor with them. Whereas you put, general. Exactly, as opposed to being on that general. starting lineup with LeBron and Anthony Davis, he doesn't raise their ceiling. No. He doesn't make them any better, yeah. but that second unit with those guys, he will make them better by yes. just being on the floor. Yes. And making them run and making them hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good at that. It's good, it's good for him. But like that's the Lakers will well, I hope the Lakers will figure it out. And I think Russ going to the bench is a big part of it. And I think that could be a recipe down the road. It's just you have to approach that trade deadline with something. Something. You you, got, ha- you cannot got go into the the second half of the season with this roster. Like you have, like I know they don't want to give up first round picks, but like if you want to get the most out of this here and try to make a run, you have to do something. And there's the flip side to that too, man. If they're still bad, you got to start entertaining offers for everybody. Mm -hmm. You have to to figure out what this season is going to be. And it's okay, man. Like if you like, come to LeBron James and say, listen, man, like, this isn't going to work. Like, we can give you to a place where you can have the best of both worlds. Have your scoring record, and you can go to a contender, and you can have whatever you want. I think Genie vetoes that, and every day of the week. And that's why the Lakers are where they are now. Because Halenka listens to Genie, 
genie listens to freaking Rambus. It's just one circle jerk of just fuckery. It doesn't make any sense. No one is literally looking and saying, what is our end game here? At the end of the day, do you really trust Palenka to do anything correctly in evolving a, a trade at this point and building the team? Because really, he's out, no. he's out here building cars with square wheels. Not really. No, I don't, I mean, I would. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. We we know like the recipe to win with LeBron James for the last like twenty years. Yeah, I don't get it. And let's just completely avoid that recipe and let's change it. it. Let's just change it. The book the is written. Trade, the rust trade is still so weird. Like because all those pieces were exactly what you put around LeBron James. KCP's a three and D. Kuzma's also has the ability to be a 3 and D and, and has some upside. And then, you know, like Trez is like another guy that can switch and play, you know, like small ball with the brine. Like, I, I, it's like, yeah, it didn't work out specifically, but I mean, like, how does Russ. You guys were the 29th ranked team in three point shooting that year. And then you go and trade your shooters for Russell Westbrook. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh, man. It's so, like, it's. I don't know. I just to this day I don't know. When the Kings were begging to trade Buddy Healed. Begging to trade Buddy Healed. Never understand it. Never. To this day. If you don't understand it, I'm literally like, you know, it is what it is, but you know, like there's some there's some great NBA stories popping up. You know, a lot of teams are having like some very surprisingly good seasons and good years. Like the Cavs look good. Cavs look like, you know, like they're really going to cause some issues. And, you know what I'm saying? In the East, they're going to be a problem. The East looks good. The East looks great. Thomas looks as Um, dominant as I've ever seen him. And I'm walking offensive foul. He looks like the best player in the world. (laughs) Walking offensive foul. Walking offensive foul. They don't call it. Yeah, they don't call it. He literally travels every other possession. They think it's a Euro step. They don't call it. They don't call it. He's they so won't infuriating. Call it. He's so infuriating. They won't call it. Imagine if the league just decided to just call things travels and fouls when they were travels and no. fouls. Not he would be that. like, I don't understand what he would be. <laughs> Not on that, man. He'd be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Not on that, man. You know, in Middleton, or, or it's back. Luca's also a walking offensive foul. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas been doing. Um, Luca's nice though. Luca's nice though. At least I'll yeah, give him Luca, that. Luca has Luca's a skill nice. set. I got. I had to watch the uh, Kevin Durant decide to face guard Luca ninety four feet <laughs> because he got tired of watching his teammates getting pushed off on. <laughs> the, Warriors don't know what, the Warriors don't know what to do with James Wiseman. That he comes in and it was like oh, we don't, we don't. Like, everything just starts glitching out. No one knows what's Listen going on. I'm like. Me. <laughs> to me, if Sean Marks was smart, he would go get James Wiseman. He's gonna be he's a low, he's a buy, he's a buy low guy though. Buy low guy. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me, sir. He's a buy low guy. Uh-uh. No, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I don't want that. Don't do that to me. My I problem with James Wiseman in his his rookie year was he stepped onto the court with that Warriors team and he just didn't know, look like he knew how to play basketball. 
He, he didn't know what his guy. role was supposed to be. His 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 uh his initial he wasn't he, he, he was lost. <laughs> James Wiseman looked lost out there. He looked like he didn't know that he was supposed to be a guy running the floor. He what looked I'm like saying. he he thought he was supposed to have a legitimate like role in that offense <laughs> besides like just running the floor and getting rebounds and kicking it and to the what, shooters. And what did what did John Bourne do with Clint Capella? Clint Capella? Yeah. You mean Nick Claxton? No, I'm saying when he was the coach of the Hawks. Oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear You don't that. think he could do that with Wiseman? I don't want, but here's the thing. Wiseman's a dodo bird. I, like, I already have one dodo bird at center. Like, I don't he's need not another that one. He's bad, though. He's he's, just, but he's a dodo bird. He's, he's dealing with, like, he's the last the thing Warriors he needs offense, is though. Kevin Durant getting mad at him. But he's dealing with the Warriors' offense, though. The way that they run their, like, their sets and their, their passing, you know, like their screens, it's, it can be a lot. I can see a, it can young be a lot. A guy man. like that is, if you haven't already been there with this team, the way it's run putting a young guy in there who's already kind of lost into this locker room. It does not sound like a great thing, especially when it's like Jacques is doing a good job right now, but that'll last about two weeks until the, and then they're gonna be like, okay, the Kyrie Irving stuff is kind of like cooled down. Let's hire Ime now. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, okay, now we got another shit storm that's going to go through. And, like, what are you going to have to give up to get Wiseman? Because they're going to be like, oh, we want Seth Curry. And they're going to be like, no. No. I don't think they have to give up too much, honestly. Like, the Nets are not going to like, oh, you want Ben Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> you want Ben Simmons yeah. for James Wiseman? That's even a bad trade. That's a terrible trade for the Nets. Okay, so you just threw something in my head, Dylan. What if the Nets asked for Draymond and Wiseman no. for Ben Simmons? No, then I'm back in my spot where it's like I don't have a shooter and I have another guy who's going to get mad at Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't know. You got, you got <laughs> I like Draymond on the Nets. I like Draymond. That's not a bad addition. To that. The problem is I like Draymond on the Nets if Kyrie Irving isn't on the team. Ben Simmons is terrible, though. <laughs> Again, you either have to ride out with Ben Simmons let him work out or you have to move him. You have to move him. Matt, those are my things, and I'm not in charge of that. But I think I'm okay with jump either. at that trade if they get Wiseman and Draymond. I think they would jump at that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then you have to worry about paying Draymond. Yeah, but they're going to get rid of Kyrie Irving anyway. He's not. My thing is the money's going to be there. The money will be there. My thing is if you're, I, you're I don't know. It's Ky- Kyrie Irving is apparently going to be playing again this year, which yeah, no, I, I, I didn't think. I didn't think after the meeting with Adam, Adam Silver, I did not think that was going to happen. No, I think he's going to play this year. But I just think now it's now it's. Do you just wait till December, where all the guys who just signed contracts are able to get moved, and you you call Phoenix, and you're like, "Hey, DeAndre Ayton hates you. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton hates Monty, and and we kind of don't like Kyrie Irving anymore. <laughs> oh, God. And you make Kyrie, a Kyrie Irving, Seth Kyrie Curry, three on the same team. I don't see it. But the thing is, CP three is not going to be there much longer. And Ky- and you, if you do it to get rid of, to get some type of value for the rest of your year to unload DeAndre Ayton, because they only signed DeAndre Ayton, so they didn't lose him for us anything, right? But where does Kyrie play? Is he a back? Like what? 
Absolutely, I don't see that working with with Chris Paul there. I'm I'm just throwing, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a trade that could involves us getting a, a different type of center than Nick Claxton. Don't get me wrong, Nick Claxton's been awesome this year, but you need somebody who can do something else. I need I needed to say that because he's been everything I needed him to be. He's he hasn't showed the dodo bird tendencies that I complain about. <laughs> constantly well, with him. I mean, honestly, I wish you had something that I wanted from that team. Now that Kyrie, no, okay, I wish you had something that I wanted. <laughs> I, uh, no, 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 no. I give you, I give you AD, and I, I don't want AD because he doesn't play basketball. <laughs> and then I'm stuck with another guy who doesn't play fucking basketball. <laughs> I think, I think the Nets would take AD. The thing is, is the Lakers have Lakers won't touch him with a ten foot pole now. The Lakers would no, no. No, and the Lakers won't even get close to Kyrie Irving. That was the guy that Indiana is going to be the team. Indiana is the team. Where Indiana. It's like, yeah, but Indiana will probably try to freaking. They will try to run you guys in a trade. They will. They, It'll will be again. That. It's going to be Kyrie Irving. It'll be Seth yeah, Curry, and well, because they they're going to do it to because they're rebuilding, and they're going to try to unload that buddy, and they're going to unload the Miles Turner. But they're not going to do it for Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, or maybe Ben Simmons. Your best bet is Ben Simmons, Seth, and maybe Nick Claxton. Claxton wouldn't go. Claxton wouldn't be in the trade. The Nets would retain Claxton. One because they can't trade him until December. That's what I'm saying. It would be. I think it would have to be a combination of both because Miles Turner and Buddy he'll both make money. Yes. So I think it would be. It would have to be. I think we'll eat. Kyrie Irving for a year or just buy him out, Ben Simmons, and then we'll probably have to give a first. Indiana's not going to take Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's untradeable right now. Right I now, think they, they take him if they're going to buy him out. I think he's and if that point, if Indy's try, if Indiana, if Indiana's trying to do the rebuild and you get rid of these two guys who are making money, you buy him out. I, I I hear you from a purely like financial. I'm just I'm just thinking from a financial standpoint, not just me trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving because if Kyrie Irving can stay and they fix whatever issue they have in the locker room and whatever, like because apparently there's more issues in the locker room than there are with just ownership at this point. Uh, if he can fix that and all that stuff, perfect. That's fine. But apparently, uh, once we go back to that, uh, the players only meeting that is, uh, works a hundred percent of the time. Apparently Steve Nash called 10 plays and Kyrie Irving ignored all 10 play calls <laughs> in a row. And then they proceeded to fire him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think, I think it's like, he will get a chance to be back on the court. Which I, I didn't think, think was going to happen. I think I really didn't think so. I thought well, that that press conference was the needle and the, well, uh, the nail in the coffin. That's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, if yeah, there's anything we know about, okay, Mike. I was going to say, do we? We're, we're getting up against the clock. Do we want to dive deep into this Kyrie thing? We want to save that for another episode. I mean, I don't even know if it's even we could do that much of a deep dive because if we if we're gonna go, uh, I think I'll just say this flat out: uh, if Kyrie's press conference is the reason he's in trouble <laughs> right now, more than anything. Like that was more than one. No, the set. No, the last press conference. Oh, okay. Had, that last press one, conference. The first one hurt. The, se- the first one was the straight. Uh, the, was the jab. The second one was the cross. 
yeah. that one, second one was the unhinged one. That was where he just goes on this tirade, and it's just like, all right, <laughs> like they're just asking you to just say, hey, I'm I don't condone anti-Semitism, and you just you just can't do it. You just yeah. can't do it. Like you're you're not wrong for trying to learn your history and trying to grab there, but you are wrong for ignoring some of the things that are in that book that are not correct <laughs> and to a group of people and that's just blatantly just anti-semitic like you should be able to go out there and be like listen there may be some facts in here i'm just trying to learn but i don't condone anti-semitism and i'm sorry that a group of people are hurt about what i did simple simple done that's if you would have did that he's He's done. Nobody's talking to him. Like anything he's, he's playing, suspended. he's all right. He's not suspended. All that stuff. It's the the example that's being made out of him is one thing that mm-hmm. he shouldn't. Yeah. He, Unfortunately, I don't agree with that. I don't either. But and uh, I think James posted or one of you guys posted about the NFL or NBA PA potentially appealing the suspension. Uh, I don't think Kyrie Irving's going to do that whole list that was provided, and I think they're going to say okay, mm. like we're just come back and do whatever you got to do with your, your teammates to fix your relationship. Fair enough. And uh, the one thing I I've been pointing out to everybody about this situation is, is Myers Leonard to this, because this is the one thing that tends yeah. to get forgotten about no, about, all, about, about all this is in the heat. If Kyrie yeah. Irving refused to like address the anti-Semitism and do all that stuff, he can go the same way that Myers Leonard went. Yes, he can. Which was the Myers Leonard did all the things Kyrie Irving is asked to do right now, where it's, hey, do X, Y, Z. And he was promptly released and is blackballed from the NBA. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so for Myers Leonard. Yeah. But like if, if Myers Leonard can do that and can lose his life, his life livelihood because of let's even say he was playing the ignorance card and he really had no idea what that word meant right exactly the eye roll i, I don't believe that for a fucking minute <laughs> yeah. that he didn't know what that word meant it, it just happened to come out of his mouth yeah so fluently <laughs> in, in while the, playing was, call of in duty the, in the perfect uh context of if he was racist that would be the exact moment a racist would use it. But exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but we'll because, play ignorance. You know, Call of Duty, you know, like the Call of Duty, like online. Them lobbies are wild. In the lobbies. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all can attest to those. The lobbies are still that bad. As all, yeah. It's always been the paragon of peace and love and inclusivity. You know, like it's always been the. Um, not the Modern Warfare lobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if 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 Myers Leonard could lose his his livelihood because of it, of all this, it would only be fair that Kyrie do it. But again, the what the what's Kyrie's being made out to be right now is not fair to him. I, I agree. But it was completely brought upon himself <laughs> because of that press conference. But with that being said, I'm glad he apologized. Because NBA is a lot better when Kyrie Irving's playing and not involved in stupid shit. It was Brand- so self-inflicted fun. or not. <laughs> self-inflicted so or not. When the, when the Nets just stunk. 
Yeah, it was so much fun. They, they no, because it was it was the, it was the fire Steve Nash. It was all that. It was great. It was great. And then there's just a dumpster fire around it all at once. And now it's like now the Nets are in the middle of like, hey, higher powers have said the Nets should chill out on Ime Udoka. And I'm like, all right, it's it's is exactly what I said. This is exactly what I fucking said was going to happen. Where it's like, listen, there's a reason Boston's willing to let him go. I want to point out. I also said, in what world, Bill, is the Nets not tired? But but this goes back to what I said before. I knew Ime was available. I'm like, just let Jacques ride out. Jacques has these guys playing an inspired basketball, a better defensive brand of basketball. The Nets for the first what ten games of the season were just allowing 120 points a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, like we saw them last night in a fucking barn burner. Where a hundred points wasn't even scored by either team, so it just sucks uh, that Katie was on this nasty free throw streak. That it was just we. I knew it was going to end. <laughs> I knew it. He had sixty two in a row. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, Anthony, you notice how didn't come in here and say that Kevin Durant's not clutch because he missed those free throws because it happens. You notice how that happened? Repeat that. <laughs> It's he missed. It happens. It doesn't wipe <laughs> no, 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 everything no, 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 that he's done in his career. It doesn't wipe anything every anything away because Kevin no, Durant I, throughout his career has made those free throws and made those jump no. shots. Like it's okay. You know, Anthony knows exactly what I'm getting. I know, at I know what you're doing. Had, had that been LeBron James. Anthony would be oh out here. He's a bum. I'm done def- I'm done defending LeBron James here because at this point in his career he's 38 years old and like he really has nothing else to prove at nothing. this point nothing. nothing to prove and he shouldn't be the best player on his team that's at correct. 38 years old that's that correct. imagine michael jordan on the wizards having to be the true. best player on his team and then get this type of like criticism scrutiny. all the time <laughs> scrutiny like it's true it's crazy to me but I never wanted him to be the best player of his team at 38. He years should. Old. He shouldn't. When he got never to the Lakers to with be. Anthony Davis, once Anthony Davis got there, LeBron should have been Robin. Yes, mm-hmm. that's how it was supposed to have gone. I agree. And then Which street clothes a- happened. And, and don't worry, there's another. There's another street clothes in LA too that we need to really start. Yeah, paying nobody attention talks to. about. We really well, need was, to start well, paying attention. I to. talked about him. Yeah, I no, him. no. And there's... I also put the post on like about his his like magic knee issues and everything like that yeah. and it's okay because, the only difference like, is the clippers win games without him it, it's tough because like when Kawhi leonard doesn't play like they still win basketball games no nah, he should be coming back in a few weeks like no That's but like he shouldn't be the situation difference. he shouldn't be in... balance him still when he comes back so what, what is yeah he he's gonna play 20 minutes off the bench and we're gonna get six man Kawhi. Kawhi is gonna magically be in the six man of the year race throughout the year <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get a crazy thing crazy another accolade on his, under his belt he'll end up somehow being all nba second team because of it and like we'll just move i've never seen a team win absolutely nothing and get so much so much support so much love across the it's little brother man it's little it's brother like, even little the brother. older clippers when they had like you know like crazy talent too elton brand like, elton brand all, of, all those guys like even then, they didn't get this treatment. I was like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. They don't show up when it matters. They they 
consistently lost in the playoffs. I mean, to be fair, Paul George getting COVID in that play-in game is fucking crazy last yeah, that, year. Yeah, that was wild. I still can't believe that. That was cr- – I, I will never understand that. <laughs> like, it's like right when the Clippers like, hey – Let's start making noise. It's like, hey, Paul George is not going to be able to play in this playing game. That was also pan. That was also pandemic P time too when he was pandemic P out of the backboard. <laughs> like let's not let's not pretend like it was uh, just COVID. No, he, but he was, no, but that would have been that would have been a difference maker having Paul George playing that game. I mean, everyone's subjected to the same thing. No, like, absolutely. Paul was absolutely. a little bit more reckless than some of some of the rest of them. You know, yeah. like you know, it happens. You know, like. Part of the game, you know, like the injuries are part of the game. It's just like, again, what have the Clippers accomplished since they both came to the team? Nothing. 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 Poorly coached Doc River teams. Nothing. What they did, they, I mean, they're getting a new stadium, so I can't say they gained nothing. They're getting a new stadium, so that's. that's they deserve something. their own arena. Mm-hmm. Something. They deserve and, their own arena. And their, and their roster is actually constructed very well. Very Frank well. is but once Frank is a good is a great, great um president of basketball. I think um I think Tyron Lou is the guy Fuck I wanted. Him as a coach. Ty Lou is the guy I wanted, but everyone said give Vogel another chance. And I was like, All right, whatever. You know, like you know Don't worry, Jeannie yeah. didn't want to give Ty Lou a chance. So sick. She so wanted sick. to build your your whole uh assistant coaching staff. It's so sick. It's so sick. With guys who could have been head coaches, <laughs> we gave up Zubox for a bag of like Lunchables, and you know, it's like it's it's crazy, man. It's well, all right, no crazy. more, no more. I'm tired of hearing you talk about the Lakers. Yeah, uh, very quickly, hit this like, share, and subscribe button. Follow us on all of those social platforms. Um, I would just move on, but I cannot. Uh, here's the graphic with everything that we're on, but I can't not do this. I am a fair, fair man, and we do have to do our fantasy focus segment. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, our fantasy focus segment is brought to you by Mike Ortiz from County Mortgage. And shout out, even though he beat me this week in fantasy football. Shout out to my man Mike Ortiz who announced today that his wife is pregnant. Yes, Mike Ortiz. We stand a pregnancy. Yes. Mike. We stand a father to be. But that's that's pretty much all I'm gonna talk about in this because I had a horrific fantasy sports week where I went one in four. And yeah, that just sucks for me. So I'm just gonna let Dylan and Anthony talk and have at it. There is not a single soul in the world who is hotter than your boy. Not only am I the hottest team in this league with a three-game win streak, I am still the highest-scoring team in this fucking. But you're not number one. Anthony, you're one game ahead of me. Don't worry. We'll, I'm get, to you later. One. we'll get to you later. I have restored honor to my name. You're on number one. I have restored honor to my name by beating the shit out of my piece of shit, brother. And <laughs> I fucking scared. Anthony, you're actually very lucky I won because if I didn't win, my brother would still be in first place. 
So you're you should be thanking me. You should be at my fucking feet right now. Thank you me for taking down that fucking tyrant, that piece of shit. Every fucking that tyrant. It's funny brother. because your brother still has the oh highest percentage, highest chance of making the playoffs in our division. Anthony, you know I'm like one win away from be- having a higher percentage than you because my percentage goes up like 16% every single time I win. <laughs> yeah, my team has been decimated by injuries, but you know. You're still five and four. There is not a team in, on earth hotter than your boy. Hey, Anthony, thank you for dropping Tua. Because you are single-handedly <laughs> the reason for my success. <laughs> Not, not even, not even all of my players putting up twenty three points, a fucking uh, a game. All every player I get just puts up twenty three points. It's, fucking <laughs> it's a wonderful thing when your guys play fucking football. I love it, and that's with a bunch of guys on fucking bye week, and that's with me with fucking shitty Darren Waller as well, just not playing. Shout out to me for just finding tight ends to play every fucking week to just get me points because Darren Waller's a cocksucker. I fucking hate him so much. But, hey, we're here. Who would have known DeAndre Hopkins coming back would be a big thing for me? Who would have thought? No, your, your, your team is crazy, though. I can't. Who would have thought the Jaguars were going to trade James Robinson and Travis Etienne becomes this fucking feature running back who gets, like, 20-something points a game? Man, know, it's almost I like I was wild. preaching. Tra- I was a Travis Etienne truther in every fucking league I'm in. I drafted <laughs> Travis Etienne because I said he was gonna be the fucking guy. It's a good thing I already whipped that ass, so I ain't gotta worry. Don't about worry. That. Good thing we can play again. And you don't <laughs> want that smoke now because everybody's hot and ready to go, and you should be fucking scared, <laughs> sir. You should be scared for your fucking life. Again, you're not in first place if it's not for me. Well, thank me, thank me. I still like my chances moving forward. If guys get healthy, I think I, I like my chances. You should be thanking me, Anthony. <laughs> thank, thank me for beating my piece of shit, brother. Honor has been restored in my household. All is right. Honor has been restored in my household. You, you don't know, like, and that I, I won by point four, or no, two, two point four. And the only reason I, I was sweating because I went into Sunday Night Football with the Chiefs defense and my brother having Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. And every fucking week, Man. every time I play my brother, Patrick Mahomes plays a defense that couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. He couldn't stop shit. And I'm sitting there and the game goes to overtime and I'm sweating. <laughs> sweating. He converts that first down and then proceeds to go three and out once he gets the red zone. And I'm like, I swear to God, I need the Chiefs to get a sack. Oh, damn, this, I'm going this to week, lose. This week is pivotal for me. I am playing Michael, who is the same record as me and is literally tied for first. Ooh, that's going to be yes, a very you're important. You're literally only ahead of me because you scored like 30 more points than me. That's it. Yeah. The only reason I sit here is I'm in first place. <laughs> don't worry. If me and Anthony end up with the same record, he would not be in first place. <laughs> but we don't have the same record. Thank Jesus. Hey, I, one of us is the hottest team on the fucking face of the planet. And the other team and is the, the other, And the other one's <laughs> hot. And Anthony, now I'm here. 
Anthony rejoiced when I when started Drake. from the bottom. I was I woke up three. with the Drake instrumental, and, and James is just like everybody spit a bar. I'm like I'm in fact not spitting a bar on Tuesday, but <laughs> <laughs> on four bar pod day, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> ain't nobody on the face of the earth a hotter fantasy football player than me. We stand it. We have a matchup. Who are you facing this week? Are you facing uh, Ross? The matchup. Yes. Yes. The matchups are here, right here in this pod. Right Ross. That's crazy. I love <laughs> you. Crazy as fuck. I love you a lot. You're a good person. You're a good man. Hold on. Let me see. You're just running into the buzzsaw. That's the hottest fucking face. You want the name of the face of the fucking planet. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how we'll see yeah, how. It, yeah, how no, no, out. no chase. No chase does kind of hurt you, Rise. It's kinda. <laughs> <laughs> kinda. I was really the number one team in the entire league. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan Allen and, and Jamar Chase got injured. That was my entire team, and then it was like people started getting injured back to back. No, you still got Metcalf. You still got the Scrabble board at some point. Like, literally, it was a bunch of Q's and and, and S's and I's and IR's. It was like, I was like, oh, I'm just playing, like, fantasy Scrabble right now with people. Like, you know, like, it's fine. Like, it's okay. We'll see. I like my chances. If I can get into the playoffs, I think I can make some noise with these guys when they they get healthy. So, we'll see how that shakes out. But it'll be, it'll be a rough one. I I, re- I respect the modesty. All I know is, all I know is, I could have won this past week, but just because of my luck, I happened to go against the number one <laughs> quarterback in fantasy, and he literally won the entire. He won. He won the week for him. I mean, he I can't he won with a player playing on a bye week. <laughs> Because Justin Fields <laughs> decided to be the number one quarterback in fantasy and have a you played Justin Fields and Devontae Adams that Correct. they both accounted for seventy eight <laughs> points. Correct. Correct. Everyone else was everyone else was dumpster juice, but I just happened to run into the number one quarterback in fantasy that week who had a historic NFL like showing. So I can't even say anything. I can't say anything with that. Like, you know, because there's someone out there who went against Joe Mixon, too. And I don't know. Like, oh, like, that was Josh. Woo! Josh yeah. had to play fucking Joe Mixon. And I'm like, I had to play Joe Mixon in one of my other leagues. I ended up winning. But I was just like, yo, this yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> this know. could be real bad. <laughs> but in my other 55. league. 55. Yeah. Yeah, 55. In my other league, though, like, we're, we're literally just dominating we're, we're lapping people now. Now we're just like dominating in circles. It's like the inevitable, like Thanos. Like literally, it's like you know, it's. it's I don't think I've ever been this dominant in the fantasy football league in my entire life. Like I just don't recall being this dominant. Um, but it's cool, you know. Hopefully, we get this win. Hopefully, hopefully they bottle up Travis Etienne. Hopefully, you know. There's a chance that DeAndre Swift gets injured again. Somehow you have to <laughs> like, there's there's definitely avenues to win, you know, but it's gonna be a rough one. It's or maybe uh, maybe Jonathan Taylor plays. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? It's gonna be rough. We'll it's gonna out. be rough. Uh, but I do, I do get Saquon back, so yeah, that's no. rough. 
Saquon against Houston. Give me. Give That's me. right. That was Fantasy Focus. Sponsored by Mike Ortiz and Clark County Morgan. Again, shout out to him. Uh, we got to get up out of here. We only got one thing left. Uh, I'm him. I I mean, I'm sure you're both going to pick some jet guys or Sala or something. I don't know. Dylan, who's, who's him this week? Is it really a surprise who's him this week? Am I not going to give it to one Ahmad Gardner? Am, am I not going to give it to, to to Sauce Gardner again? Sauce Gardner is him. Sauce Gardner is him, and I will I will pick him every week when he does these things that like rookie Revis wasn't doing. Like he's. I'm not saying he's the second coming Revis, but he is one of the five best corners in football as of right now. And the Jets have two of the best five corners in football right now. Statistically. Sauce Gardner is him. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, go show me another uh, wide receiver that uh, stopped Stephon. I mean, corner that stopped Stephon Diggs this year. Because last time. No, he well, hey, he didn't have a catch in the second half. That sounds like a stop to me. Yeah, I, I, I guess if I'm going to choose, I'm him. You know, like, you know, Dylan handle the Jets portion. You know, <laughs> like I mentioned, like I mentioned, um, I want to give it to my man, but I'm still feeling salty about this. So I'm going to go with the other guy who is. My man Jojo Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, yes. He gets the I Am Him Award for me. I mean, like, you know, I mean, the guy ball. What a game! Out of his, his what mind. a game! He needed to have a game like that. And everyone, yeah. ooh, he tore them up. He he said, you know, like, listen, man, like, I got that in me. I'm a dog too. All receivers get to shine, all that other stuff like that. But you give me the ball, you focus on me and make it happen and that's the joe mixon that was taking over the ending of the season you know last year when they had that run of those games he was running crazy and rough shot on the league so shout out to joe mixon i always knew you had it in you my boy you know you get the i'm him award for me okay well my i'm him i will qualify this Roz knows this i am uh, uh, contrary to popular belief by some on this pod, I am very, very pro-black, especially when it comes to sports. And I remember all of my black icons as I was a young pup growing up in this sports game that I looked at and was like, that's my God. I absolutely despise that I have to give this to him in these circumstances. But my I'm him for this week is Dusty Baker. Dusty oh. has dated, and that Shout man has been through everything. And I I told me and Rods were together when the Astros won. And I told him right now, I am so happy for Dusty Baker. But I absolutely hate the fucking Astros. <laughs> but this is not about the team. This is about hit one guy. 
and my I'm him is Dusty Baker because he absolutely yeah. deserves Shout it. Shout out to Dusty. Man. I yeah. am so happy for him. And Shout to see, to just to see, I don't know if everybody watches, if you get a chance, just go and look at the highlights of when that final out happened. Oh, I watched it. Get me emotional. And look yeah. at the joy in not yeah, only man. Dusty, but all of his coaches. Uh-huh. You feel it coming out of them that they were so happy for him. Uh-huh. And you could just you could feel I hate that team. You could feel how everyone was just Dusty deserved that ring. I had to sit in my car. I was driving last week after the Astros went down 2-1 and actually listened to a segment on sports radio about whether or not Dusty Baker belongs in the Hall of Fame. I was screaming through my radio at how unbelievable insulting that was and that he needed this ring to get in the Hall of Fame. That is ridiculous. I'm so glad Dusty got this so they can finally put him in like he deserves. Undeniable. He'll get in. He'll get in. He, absolutely. He has 2,000 wins as a man. Yes, that's what I was he, saying. He's actually insulting that he's not in now. But, but they can't, you know, but I mean, they can't do it now. But I mean, like. But all that to say, like, Dusty is uh, 74, I believe. Like, we need to stop playing. Yeah. We need to stop playing. Put that man in. Yeah, so nah, my team. him begrudgingly because I hate the Astros. They they are absolutely on Red Sox level with hate with me. But I am not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy and act like I was not extremely happy for Dusty Baker. And Dusty Baker is my I'm him for the week. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a good one. Shout out to Dusty, man. I said the same thing, man. You know, like. It was real, real tough watching the Astros win that, but it was like after watching the replay and the highlights and that final out, and then they panned the Dusty in the dugout, and you, you see him get mobbed, and all you can see is his hand holding on to the, you know, like these old guys, his head, he's holding on to the fence in the dugout, and, you know, watch him go on the field. It's like, you know, like I mentioned, like watching Dusty for so long as a kid, and, and you know, like that's a, that's that. That was awesome, man. That was awesome I, for him. That was when real I think awesome. of black managers in my life, I think of Dusty Baker, Frank Robinson, mm-hmm. and I can't really think of any others. I, I apologize. Like I think of Ozzy from the White Sox, but you know he's Hispanic, but still, like Ozzy Guillen. Ozzy was no minority managers, though. It was none. Ozzy's so, the man like, too. Oh, the man. To see them win, like, and now you know, there's more. We're getting a lot more Latin managers, so I'm happy. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. But like, especially when I was going to read Ross was going right when I'm just getting into baseball, there was no minority managers, and Dusty was the guy. So to see him get this ring, I'm so happy for him. So mm-hmm. that's that's my guy for the week. Yeah. I mean, like, I I hear what you're saying. Like, for me, it was like, again, like, it's like certain people like watching Andy Reid get his championship, watching Bruce Arians get his championship. They're like certain coaches that I was just like, thank God they got their championship so everyone could just shut the hell up, dude. Like, you know, like, you know, there are people that will tell you that Andy Reid is just a choke artist. And like and, I, and and like they would say that over and over and over and over, and I'm like, this is Andy Reid we're talking about. <laughs> like, then he gets it. 
one of the greatest coaches ever. (laughs) Yeah, as a sports fan, you exhale with with them. Like, you know, like, yo, finally, you know what I'm saying? Like, finally, Dusty gets it. And I couldn't be happier for, for Dusty. But, you know, it's always still fuck the Astros because it's <laughs> always, always. And, yeah, could happen to a better group of scumbags, I will say. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah uh, I'm good. That is it. We're going to get right into these solos and these goodbyes because we are pushing four hours. I don't even know what point of Dylan's even going to edit this podcast. <laughs> Because it's going to take a week for him to edit this. I'm, I'm off Friday. I'll get it done Friday. <laughs> Four hours. Oh. Roz, let's. we're going to go right into it. Roz, go ahead. Take us, take us home. Yeah, man. You know, like, thank you guys for tuning in. You know, as always, as usual, uh, we really appreciate you. You are the lifeblood and the reason why we do this. Um, you know, always having a blast. You know, like one year in, it's kind of surreal. It feels like everything went super fast. We got to this point, but just to show you that, you know, like we're really moving and shaking on the podcast and, you know, like we really need to continue seeing your support. You know, we love you and, you know, like, you know, we can't wait to just continue to grow this platform that we have, you know, moving forward to even bigger heights. So, you know, like thanks for tuning in and, and you know, like look out for some more content, look out for some more you know, innovation on our end and, you know, like we'll continue to go through the seasons with you, you know, have a nice night. The mad producer. Uh, fuck daylight savings time. It's useless. They should have passed the fucking bill when they had the chance. Now I have to watch it get dark at fucking three 30 in the afternoon because the government's fucking dumb and they're still doing shit from world war two involving the fucking farmer's almanac. You guys are fucking idiots. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Thank you for, <laughs> uh, this great year of listening of all these hot takes. Uh, in case you guys are wondering after this, uh, recording goes, we are now what? Wednesday, November 9th, the Knicks play the Nets, and the last time the Knicks beat the Nets was January 26th of the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, They have not beaten the Nets since. It has been seven straight. The all-time record of the Nets and the Knicks is a total of 206 games played. The Nets have 105 wins. The Knicks have 101 Kevin Durant, as a Brooklyn Net, has never lost to the New York Knicks. Uh, Ben Simmons, also fun fact, in his career has never lost to the New York Knicks. He is 14-0 against the New York Knicks. So uh, hopefully that gets to stay the same because the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, Go Jets, take flight. Sauce Garden is the man. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yes. shouldn't expect all that. <laughs> well, I I I knew how you felt about the daylight savings, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. By that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, thank you, everyone. Like you said, it's been an unbelievable year. It flew by. I mean, a lot has changed in the year. A lot will continue to change with this show over the year. Like I said, season two is up and running. We've got a lot more to come. We've got interviews coming up. We've got a lot going on. 
thank you to the listeners that keep us going. Um, follow me on the socials as you see under me, IAM underscore MBJ on the socials. And shout out to my man, Roz, man. It is after midnight. It is officially his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, my sir. man. Thank you, gentlemen. Ready. Fun. I think we've mentioned it a few times. Me and Roz have been friends now for very long time. 20 some odd years. Let's let's do it that way, Roz. 20 some odd years. There we go. So it's always an occasion. Me and Roz got out to celebrate this weekend. Uh Good time. I again apologize to his fiance for bringing him in. <laughs> in 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 an altered state. Let's say, let's say. Good times, <laughs> with good white ca- with White Castle in hand. <laughs> Sabotage oh, White Castle. Sabotage. It's always a good time. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. We will be off next month. Uh, the countdown is on. Rise, we won't be saying fiance anymore. We will be saying wife. I will be down for the wedding. So uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Dylan, I mean, you, James, and Anthony could run the show. That's up to y'all. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, but... I'll discuss with the guys and see what mm-hmm. they want to do. Um, but yeah, I'd have, no, I'd have no problem running the show. And uh, yeah, just follow us. We are, we will be here. We are, last year we took a break. Probably won't be taking a break this year. I mean, we might. I know. Uh, maybe a small break. Maybe a yeah, week or two. But um, we will be back after that Patriots Jets game. Is that? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, we will. Because be we discussed. we may be joined by a third Jet fan that day. <laughs> going forward. <laughs> but it has been great. It has been our pleasure to bring this to you. To uh, breaking news. Uh oh. Uh, as of go. the time of recording the pod, Josh Allen has a sprained, slightly torn UCL. See, I told. Did I not tell he you? He is expected to play through the injury. Yeah, I told if you. If he misses time, it will most likely win. be week only one week. Yeah, I told you. Told Buffalo, you. they play this week or they got a bye? Uh, they play this week. They play I think this Buffalo week. already had their bye. Yeah. They have Who are they playing? Do they need this game? Do they Minnesota. They play Minnesota. Oh. Minnesota is that one team that can play them the way the Jets played them, where they're just going to run down their fucking throat. And Tons of Desarius to- Smith and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Like, that's what I said. Like, they're going to manage. I think you saw the delay because they were trying to get their plan set up to manage this here and, to, and basically – you know, like consulting the doctors, MRIs, especially with these professional teams, don't take that long because they need to be able to figure stuff out immediately. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that's what the delay was. And, you know, it's unfortunate, man. You don't want to see people go down to injury and stuff like that. Josh Allen's a hell of a talent. Um, but, you know, he's not a pitcher, so that that helps. He's not a pitcher, and he's not throwing 100 pitches a game. He's not throwing 100 balls a game. And they just probably won't let him throw enough, but – and during practice, but I mean, like, it just it sucks because it doesn't get better, no. right? It doesn't get better. Like, we're, you know, we're on the road to Tommy John surgery now. Yeah, it's and it's like 
he he takes another shot where someone tries to strip sack him, he risks like completely tearing the thing. Yeah, so once so, that happens, season's over. Yeah, like Case Keenum season's comes over. in. Case Keenum had a good run, but I mean, like, I don't think Case Keenum. Case Keenum's not taking his like team to Super Bowl. Nah, man. So they have to be extra careful. I don't know if he's going to wear like some type of brace or protect. I, I would think I they're going to put some kind of brace on him, unless it's uncomfortable. I would think. I, I don't know. Put like, something, something on him. Yeah. Um, Get that Barry Bonds armor on his arm. <laughs> yeah, it's that's rough, man. Like he's gonna, like I said, it's like he gets one or two bad strip sacks, man. That's that's bad. That's I, I know bad. we're about to go, and I'm not. I'm. I am gonna put words in his mouth. I can see Dylan just like this is. This is getting real for the. Day. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with that. It's getting spooky now. It's getting real. Like it's, it's getting, getting spooky, spooky, but it has nothing to do with that. I, I would just like to say that Maryland has their first ever black governor. Really? That's dope. Yep. Look at that. And that is, I think, what the third black governor in yeah, the we'll, history we'll, of we'll, the government. We won't get into that. But yes. So that's awesome. Good shit. But yeah, so we'll, we'll be back. And that was our political coverage tonight. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yes, thanks to everyone. Uh, we'll discuss with the team. And we'll see you guys next week. Yes, yes. Go, Jets. Go Jets. Yeah, go Jets.